Empire for some history, Doug. Welcome back to Browsing History. Yo, we're back again. Time for some history. We're going to be uh, talking about a fun subject today. I'm looking forward to this one, bro. I've got a little bit of a loop video that's just going to be playing on in the background. Nice. Some old 4K remaster of an oh, old black yes. and white video, bro. With a bit of colour to it. Fully about today's subject. But it's only like a four minute video and it's just going to be on loop, Chavi. Sick. For the first four minutes, I'm just going to stare at it. <laughs> <laughs> Silently. That'll make yeah. a great podcasting, won't it? That's it. That's the whole idea. <laughs> Now the corner of my eye, I'll know what's going on. <laughs> you can describe it to everyone, can't you? I call them uh, Mike Tyson's now. What, these push-ups? Yeah, people would know them as like a shoulder press-up or an Indian dip. Or a snake push-up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the cobra press. Some guys are doing it right. Some guys are just doing the straight shoulder ones. Yeah. They? But So this week what we're doing, we're not just watching dudes do push-ups. These <laughs> <laughs> dudes are distinctly black belts. And uh, Japanese dudes of judo, because today, the date in history we're looking at, is actually the day the episode comes out. It's the 10th of September. Nice. Yeah. It's nice to align something like that. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, next week's episode is going to be a fun one. If today's the 10th and we need some next week's history, I'm sure everyone can imagine what we're going to be looking at next week. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget <laughs> But this week, for the 10th of September, Rob, we're doing Top Geezer, Rob. We're going to be looking at Masahiko Kimura. Oh, yeah. Yeah, brother. Top wrestling dude in the whole... He's got the fucking chicken leg named after him. <laughs> Before he come along, we used to call that like figure of three or a, or a chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, boom, chicken wing the whole family in one, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. No, not the whole family. Rewrote history. It was like an anime. <laughs> yeah, Kimura is the dude, or Matsuhiko Kimura is the dude who invented the Kimura arm, arm lock, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, well, he didn't invent the, first the Kimura. first bouncer. I'm a, that's a lie, actually. He didn't invent the first ever. He didn't invent it at all. It he was got just named, named after him because he was so sweet at it. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's actually one of like the just oldest... That's so why I call them Dips Mike Tysons. <laughs> I still remember watching that Mike Tyson montage when you were younger of him just training like his fucking hanging his neck. Yeah, yeah, And all yeah. that sort of thing. And then he's doing the Mike Tysons, like the dippies overhead. That's it. That's it. So it's like now that's called a Kimura. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. The ultimate footage. <laughs> it's like one of the oldest fucking submissions there is. I always look at, yeah. I always say like a, a, a great one to see is the rear naked choke. Because if you look at old yeah. paintings of, um, I mean, that's simple as fuck. And if you look at old paintings of Hercules fighting the Nemean lion yeah. and shit like that, my man's putting the lion in the in the RNC. When you look at the old Pancration and stuff though, they use it as like, like uh, Anderson Silva. Yes. Like as a single leg defense. Yes, as yes, yes. As soon as you grab my leg, I do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like statues of wrestlers. They're like doing that. like the Sakuraba. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> draw the kick over. Going for the figure four wrist lock with that, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, he is obviously not the first guy to do it. I think it's in some like ancient Syrian um, 
paintings as well. Yeah, the Khmer Empire of the Bayon Temple, 800 year old. So the Khmer Empires, where are these guys? Hindu Buddhists in Southeast Asia. And uh, there's some old stuff of theirs, and they're fucking throwing it up. Oh, they're claiming the Kimura. Well, they're not claiming it, but there's like old statues and so shit. My name's Kimura too, bruv. No, no, no. There's like old like statues and engravings on temples. You see down there in the bottom, the left, mate. He's doing the little Kimura lock. Bottom right, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are yeah. they called Kumar? No, no. They're not saying that they called the name. I'm just oh. saying these are some of the oldest depictions. Kumarians. <laughs> <laughs> these are some of the oldest depictions of yeah. that that arm lock. So oh, nice. it's been about, but this guy was just so tasty yeah. that they named it after him. And uh, yeah, so he was born on September 10th, uh, 10th, 1917. That's pretty early. Yeah, it's pretty early. And it's a pretty pivotal like That's year in history. Era. So I think our last episode ended near there, didn't it? After was... the Opium Wars, Victorian era. So we still have the Second Opium Wars and the rest of that century to go, but it's not too far off. This is like, think about it. It's that time. They're going from like steam pirates <laughs> to like proper bicycle riders now. Well, you think about it in like 1917, Rob, we're literally coming towards the end of World War One. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forget that so early. Yeah, that's it. World War One broke out in cavalry 19... Cavalry war and that, bro. When the cavalry got mowed down by fucking tanks. Mm. Imagine riding your horse at a mech. Imagine that's having what a to tank piss was. on your gun to keep it cool enough to fire another shot. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Oh, man. I don't think I'd even think of that. <laughs> what if you can't piss one out? What, what piss you... is warm anyway? You're going to be dehydrated as fuck. It's not like you're fucking sitting there with a, 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 a gallon of water behind you. Do you know mm. what I mean? How are you going to stir up a piss if you're already dehydrated? Patriotic? Patri- I don't even know what it is. Patriotics. A patriotic piss. Yeah, so like the, your, the feeling of being a patriot, what is that called? <laughs> Patriotism. Patriotism fires yeah. you up for a piss is what it is. Oh, is that what it I is? Mean, there's no one like that anymore. <laughs> That's not, those Italian-Americans that you see in war films are yeah, the most yeah. patriotic Americans we've ever lived. <laughs> and they all died doing heroic shit. <laughs> Like pissing on their own rifles. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine getting caught slipping in like World War One, like while taking a piss on your rifle. Yeah, you know. So like you're you're trying to call. Well, no, it'd be a like a machine gun. The first machine guns were shit. Yeah, so yeah. So it'd be like they'd be getting well hot. Yeah. And he'd have to stop firing, reload it, piss all over it, and they're like, <laughs> and you've just been making loads of noise and flashing. Pissing <laughs> like, on the gun, stood at the front like, uh, <laughs> proper danger piss. It's probably going to help you piss if anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you'd Literally have to like, piss yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to be in full control though. You don't want to touch tips with the fucking hot machine gun. <laughs> Not with the hot machine gun. God damn, qu- quarterize your end. That's it. Quarterize your eye, bro. So, uh, Kimura ended up living all the way up until 1993, bro. 93? Yeah, he lived from 1917 to 1993. Fucking hell, that's pretty good. It's a good old one, isn't it? Yeah. What also, is that, 95? Huh? 95 years old? Uh, 75. 1975, yeah, 1917 to 1993. Oh, yeah, true. That's not that impressive, then. You've got to think for a a Japanese dude, though, as well. World War One, dude lived through World War Two and, like, post-nuclear Japan. Oh, yeah, shit. How wild's that? 
everyone's like everyone loves a post-apocalypse video game or movie and shit he lived it and he was like <laughs> a top karate man yeah he literally lived it as top judo man mm. that's fucking wild bruv absolutely mental this geezer lived fallout judo so what have you got for us for uh september 10th bruv what, have you got? Um, what what other what whose birthdays? You get any birthdays this time? That's what I'm working on right now, to be fair. I didn't start <laughs> with birthdays, I just looked at my list and was like, oh gosh. It's rather short. <laughs> but um September the tenth. Yeah. Obviously how much was it? Two point three trillion dollars goes missing from the CIA's defence fund, whatever it was. Oh really? That same office that got crashed into the next day. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay, so that happened September. That was 10th. September tenth. That was when it hit the news. Okay. okay. Um, Elizabeth II died obviously last year. Oh, was it on September tenth? Yeah. yeah. Shit, that is a big one. Last ever battle between England and Scotland. Oh really? What year was that? Uh, I don't remember. That uh, was September tenth. That's for sure. Damn. Battle of Pinky or something. Battle of Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's called that. Pinky or Pinkle. Nice. Uh, do you remember that guy that coughed his way through? What's it? It wants to be a millionaire. Oh, for real? That yeah. happened. <laughs> <coughs> B, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> yeah. God damn. That was a... I remember that scandal. That was mental. Yeah. That was 2001 as well. No. So the next day, nothing else was in the news about it. Of course. He uh, thought he had... got away with it, yeah. bro. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. September the next day, same yeah. year. Jesus Christ! Some other pretty spicy shit happened that day. What September tenth? Yeah, that I don't year. remember it all. Like I've noted it down. You'll have to like, get a checkup for next week's episode. Like the old uh, shorting stocks and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, we'll cover that next week. Actually, let's not spoil. No, let's not skip. spoil the like Patriot Act, whatever it's called. Yeah, exactly. We're, Official we're, story only. Exactly. We're only getting excited for next week's one, but we, we today we're chatting about Gamora, but I still want some more September 10th shit. Anything else happened in history of September 10th? Um, don't know. No? No, I haven't got any more notes. Anyway. Oh, yeah, right. no, CERN got fired up. <laughs> September 10th was the, the Hadron Collider. God damn. They had to wait till Gamora was dead till they tried that. Yeah, 2004, I think it was. Yeah, remember. it was a long gone. I had to write 10 years just in case his spirit was still around. Yeah. They just made sure he hadn't been reincarnated. And, like, and you notice safe. they're not that scared of Chuck Norris. No, they're not. They let him do his thing. Yeah, yeah. Makes you think. And it does make you think. Do you know what I mean? That had to wait till a real bad man like Kamora was gone. Yeah. So also, talk about 1917, Japan. The world that Kamora was born into, probably. You gotta think, this is World War One Japan. At the moment, they're pretty awesome because they're actually on our side in World War One. Yeah, they end up taking a load of land that uh, Germany owned in Asia. While they lost shit because of mm. everything going on through World War One. Um, like I said, they were our allies at the time. And what I like about early nine, early nineteen hundreds Japan, is it's basically the time where they. The, they about 100 years before maybe a little less quite a bit less 50 years before they'd just given the samurai the fucking full mech suits bro oh shit yeah. we just gave them rifles we just taught, taught them how to stand in line and order we they just killed Tom Cruise oh no they, Tom Cruise lives 
Yeah, Tom Cruise does live. They kill Ken Watanabe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Katsumoto. Katsumoto gets plopped. The, the old blossom starer. And that was one of the biggest mistakes in the world. Isn't it? Arming the Japanese. Mm. I love them, but that was Same a as silly, like, silly mistake. Because at this quite time... It's a similar time as well. Like, well, it was quite... Oh, no, it was well before this, actually. The, um... I think it's the 70s, 1870s. The yeah. Maori get independence. Oh, really? Because they were like one of the first tribal peoples. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncontacted or however you phrase it back then. Yeah. Like, they turned up and they took to their weapons immediately. They understood oh, really? it. They tried to steal them. They made sure they had the same weapons. Boys. They tried to buy them off pirates and shit. <laughs> yes. and, like, and obviously they're all units. <laughs> they, they only breed from like the fucking... The top chavis. The second row of the Fijian rugby team for like <laughs> 600 years or something. Silverbacks only, bro. Yeah. Tongans as well. They're the props. Shit, man. Yeah, so that's it. It's like arming them chavis, right? Yeah. We're so it's, like the same, about, it's like the only other to- instance. Yeah, we're talking like about the Japanese are like, yes, sweet. A whole I'm nation. Have war with you then. A whole nation <laughs> was at war, war with themselves for centuries. They created an art out of war, and America turned up and was like, "Yo, you better fucking open up." Oh, by the way, check out these mad guns. Check yeah. out how we do military now. Don't you boys want a bit of this instead? And they were like, "Yes, bro." And it was silly because after that they started going on a, lot, on a bit of a mental one around Asia, bro. Yeah. And 1917 is peak of that. We're living in Imperial Japan at that point. Kimura is born into the Imperial Japan, where they're, they're, they're at the moment they're at, even though they're working together with the US during World War One, there's still disputes over China and what they're doing over in China. Yeah. They ain't got quite that naughty in China yet. We know what we're talking about. They ain't got that naughty yet. Or maybe they just didn't consider it naughty yet. No. <laughs> Some guy well, had to come up and be naughty enough for the world to notice. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were leaving Nanking alone for at the moment. They ain't mm. going that naughty, do you know what I mean? But they're still imperialising. They're still being bad boys of Asia about it. Yeah. So, Korea's also bopping, isn't it? Korea's getting... Yeah, but the, I think these guys... The Japanese yeah, that's now. what I'm saying. They're getting it as well. Like, he's born into the peak of that um like fucking masayama then yeah he actually dude he used to coach with masayama is it yeah bruv my ultimate yeah so if people don't know masayama is if if we're talking about kimura for judo masayama is that for karate yeah yeah basically do you know what i mean he's 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 just the hardest country we've lived who went and lived up in a mountain like real ryu shit yeah and like, then, like, did the whole Mr. Miyagi shit when he got home. Yeah, like, yeah. He went full, like, proper teacher, didn't he? And he went around... Well, really first of all, he based. went around to every dojo that he could find who were doing, like, hard style, so, like, full sparring shit. And mm. was just like, let's have it. Yeah. Let's just have it, lad. And so one of them YouTubers, but he was good. Yeah, 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 because he did so that Were you the champion of the world? Let's have a go, then. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, but of all different styles. Mm. He was, like, the original Gracie tape. Yeah, that's it. Wasn't Dojo basher. Dojo bashing. That's and they it. used to go with like scrolls and a whole team and turn up on his own like, uh, uh. no gum shield. Yeah, yeah, no, trust me, Trey's fine. <laughs> so he used to do that. Kimura didn't used to do that with him, but they ended up starting a school together and yeah. everything. Yeah, man, they were boys. They were proper boys. Sick. They ended up going uni together. Sick. They made <laughs> but, like, it later in their streets. years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They were absolute boys. So, Kimura was born, like I said, on September 10th, 1917. Um, And 
what we're going to do for today's episode is a little bit different. Rather than just sort of telling his story, what I found was, was we don't really take, take, state our sources when we usually do an episode, do we? No. Our sources are, trust me, bro. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. We're the historians now. Yeah, that's it. That's this it. is what happened. I, I, it's written in my book. <laughs> Write my book in your book, and then everyone will believe your book. So what I've got, I've actually got a primary source for this week's episode. No. I've got the, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <clears throat> I've got the writings of Kimura himself. Oh, nice. That's a, yeah, that's a primary source. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... Uh, it's an article we wrote titled My Judo. So I thought we'd just sort of Voices of the Past it. Good YouTube channel. People check that out. It's a good one. And we'll just sort of read his writings. And we'll talk about it partway through and everything like that. Mm. Nice, easy one, bro. So, Masahiko Kimura. This is his My Judo. The following is what motivated me to start Judo. It was around the beginning of my fourth grade year. During a large-scale cool cleaning, school cleaning. So you know when the Japanese just like yeah. start cleaning you know, their schools like, as Do you know kids? when we get like activity week at the end of term, they get clean up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to lock it off for two weeks, you better clean the motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly that. That's it's actually only what you that's been here. <laughs> <laughs> so you better fucking clean it. Yeah. And it's a great one. I love that, bruv. Yeah, it's a good idea, isn't it? Isn't it? That's why, that's you why get they're them, based. That is why, and that's why you get them like cleaning out the stadiums at the end of fucking mm. international football games and shit like that. Yeah. So they've been doing it since they were kids. I think I remember reading somewhere like the first year of ch- of child's school in Japan, they're literally just taught like how manners, to be nicer, yeah. how to be nice and how to clean up after yourself. So, yeah, so what are your responsibilities in the world? Yeah. Like, don't be rude to him and clean up after your own shit. And yeah. Like, yeah, sweet. Yeah, that's it. I always be respectful. That's like, it. They've got certain bows for different people, like little certain amounts. Yeah, that's how it. How you bow and all that. It's a cool little way to live. It is a cool little way to live. It's kind of like a hang-up from the samurai era, isn't it? It is totally a hang-up from trying that. to eliminate them. Yeah, they It's did. all about like, all the honour and respect. That's it. That's it. It is a great one. So, little little uh, Kimura's got to be doing that at school, right? Mr. Tagawa, in charge of my class, was absent. When I noticed it, I ran to a nearby manto shop. And that's a pastry shop. My boy headed straight to the bakery. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a cannoli. (laughs) Ate four or five manto and came back to the school. So he's scoffing, bruv. He's scoffing his little face in. And then he, uh, I then noticed that some of my classmates were carrying the teacher's desk. I ran toward the desk and jumped onto the desk. The desk collapsed, making a loud sound. I jumped up and down with joy, screaming, Banzai! Banzai! <laughs> it's a shit school book. <laughs> He's popping off to the bakery, mm. coming in weighing a ton and smashing desks up, Rob. Suddenly, someone grabbed me firmly in the rear lapel and pulled me backwards. When I turned my head, I found Mr. Tagawa, who I thought was absent, glaring at me with a very scary look. He yelled, Idiot face and slapped me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) He then threw me to the floor. He pulled me up, slapped me, and threw me to the floor again. After that, I was scolded in the teacher's room and stood in the corridor. (laughs) So he got a beating for that one, proper bit of corporal. Yeah. Almost, fair enough, you fucking fat little pastry eating shit. (laughs) Yeah. You're fucking Cartman in these streets. (laughs) Why are you trying to be Bart Simpson right now, bro? Slap! Stand up, you're still Bart Simpson. He's like, Carol, I'm going to slap! (laughs) 
After this incident, I, I decided to get even with Mr. Takawa. Now I've got to check what year what year this Chavi was in at school. So fourth grade, he decided I'm fucking getting back at that teacher, bro. Mm. So what's that? Yeah, year four. How old are you then, bro? You got to be about just turning up to like nine. And he's like, I'm getting this teacher you back. Start at like five, four. He's figuring it out. I thought about how to get revenge on him for about a week and investigated his background. <laughs> <laughs> little child in the street meeting on corners like, what you got for me? I don't know. I can't give this information away, you know. Would this help? <laughs> He's giving him Pokemon cards and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Would this help chuck him memory? Sleep and cheap coat. Cheap. <laughs> cheat codes into his top pocket it's <laughs> the whole magazine tear out <laughs> I then found out that he was a first Dan in judo which I think on this doesn't mean first Dan black belt I don't know it might be I think it means first Dan is in first belt that would be something else then uh, that's like a Ryu Oh, is that a Ryu? Uh, Dan is the first black belt. Okay, so he found out that this this teacher was a black belt in judo, bro. Nice. And he thought, is judo such a formidable art? Then I would be able to. Uh, then I would be able to throw him around if I became a second Dan. Okay, so it's just instantly like only two stripes. Yeah, it's one stripe. I need the two stripes. Soon after this, I entered Shodokan Dojo nearby my elementary school. Mm. When I was in the fifth grade, uh, grade, I had my first shiai. I participated in a team match with Nakayama Dojo, which was about six kilometers away from my dojo. My opponent was an eighth grader. It's a much bigger kid. Yeah, twice his age. Yeah. He's in year five and he's fighting year eight. So that's a yeah. primary school kid fighting a secondary school kid. Yeah, true. It's wild, isn't it? That's like your background, bro, from your little doble. <laughs> you know, like judo competitions, <laughs> you had to fight the adults. Yeah. I've never seen a child so fat. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing we can do about it, man. <laughs> you got to fight the big kids. So I attempted a Tai Toshi. So you should try Tai Toshi in this kit, Chavez. Nice. Got spoiled. Uh, got spoiled on. He tried an Asotogari. It's the little outside leg trip. But he did not move a bit. Oh, shit. I then tried a Nouchi Gary, which is the inside leg trip. Yeah. He reversed it, threw me onto the floor, and pinned me. I could not get out, and it and I was lo and I lost. Oh, he got fucking scarfed. Yeah, scarfed at the end, bro. When I was in the seventh grade, my older brother came home crying, saying that he got bitten by dogs. This is a great story, by the way. I've read a little bit of this already. Something dog, dogs don't wear geese. <laughs> it's another time that Tatushi just failed me, <laughs> <laughs> saying that he got bitten by dogs. The next night. I went out for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? There's a famous, uh, I think he's, I can't remember his name, but his mum's had a story recently in the papers, a famous MMA fighter. Yeah. She was like, he got bit by a puppy one day and then hunted it down and bit it back. That's Justin Gagey, isn't it? Is it Gagey? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think And the Gagey. baby picture looks exactly like <laughs> he still looks now. <laughs> Saying that he got bit, uh, so I found, I found, mid-sized three dogs at a storage of a geisha house that was about 50 meters away from my house they were the enemies <laughs> i called them one by one with a whistle and kicked it with a wooden sandal by full force when i passed by the storage all the three dogs were covered in bandages 
through this experience, I de- developed boldness and confidence for fighting with humans. So mm. this is just a kid going out stomping dogs. Yeah. They're saying He's good, fighting really. dogs to get his flinch response down. <laughs> That's a weird gun. <laughs> it's a weird That's gun. That's a mad kid. Isn't it, bruv? But also, it's early 1900s. What else you got to yeah, do with kicking dogs? Yeah, it's like anime vibes, isn't it? <laughs> no, do kicking a dog. This guy's a horrible human for that one, bro. Yeah, it's not good. But it's not good it's, at all. It's doggy dog in the streets, and he's got that dog in him, bro. <laughs> he's definitely got that dog in him, <laughs> When I was in the eighth grade, I entered a prefecture sumo tournament and placed second. In the final, I threw my opponent by Osotogari, but the referee called my opponent the winner, saying that my foot got off the ring first. After this incident, Mr. Ogawa of Chinsei Junior High visited my house with a student named Nakayama. He invited me to enter Chinsei Junior High and become a member of the Judo or Sumo Club. In April 1932, I entered this school. As soon as I entered Chinsei Junior High, I started to practice at Kawakita Dojo three times a week. I practiced at Chinsei Junior High, Kawakita Dojo, Botukudan and Imperial Fifth High. In those days, I practiced five hours a day. In addition, I did 300 push-ups daily. Yeah, boy. Hitting them hundos. This is eighth grade. So this Shit. is year eight. This is proper Japanese judo school. Yeah, bro. They've got the toughest judo schools. Yeah, right? and he's in Imperial Japan going to like literally judo schools during the day, training five hours a day. Proper. Proper, bro. Wooden floors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting, no fucking knuckle tape and that. No, no, no none of that. Shit. Getting thrown on wooden floors five hours a day, bro. No acai bowls. No acai, <laughs> bro. What you got? You might have a bit of rice, though. A little bit of rice ball for That's lunch. That's all you got. That's all you got. You can make that rice last. You might get a little bit of fish. What are you saying? A little bit of fish. Only if you're special. Only if, only if you're kicking it's ass, proper, right? Proper like gangster shit. When I transferred to Chinsei Junior High, I was a first Q. One day. Oh, yeah, it is. It's Q. Q, not real, yeah. Yeah. One day, Mr. Ogawa told me to take a promotion test. I went to Butukakai, which was... <laughs> Butukakai. I was just thinking of Bukaki, but... Yeah. Butokukai. No, Butokukai. Boots on Boots Kukai. on Kukai. Which was the test centre alone and through five students of Kumamoto Junior High and earned the first Dan. When I took the promotion test for the second Dan, I was the captain of the red team and defeated the remaining four members of the white team, all by Ippon. Sick, yeah, bruv. That's pretty good, actually. Mm. That's it. All by upon you're coming out here, one banging, boom, throw, boom, throw, yeah. boom, throw, perfect, straight throw. pins, perfect, perfect. Four perfects in a row was that. And then, did he get back at the teacher yet, or did he forget all about him? Through I, the think he's judo? All, I forgot all about the teacher with the judo. I bet him and the teacher are boys now as well. Yeah, true. Do you know he what I mean? He understands that judo life. Yeah, that's it. He was like, you know what, I was a little fat pastry and shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> in this way, I became a second Dan in April 1933. In order to be a third Dan, one must go to the headquarter of Butakukukai in Kyoto and take a written test in addition to a skill test. In the May of my ninth grade year, I went to Kyoto for the first time in my life and became a third Dan. Yeah, boy. Yeah. So what is he now? Is she in? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it's a senpai, sem, sem, senpai, sensei, and then sensei, she had. Yeah. I did not have any problem passing the skill test, but in the written test, I was completely clueless. Oh, shit, you can't and if you see a right. picture of this chavi, he is an ox of a man. Yeah. He does look like a chavi who might fail a fucking yeah. uh, written test. 
which, which I'm also I'm not I'm, I'm not an Oxford man I'm the last thing off but I'm also the type of chavvy who would fail a written test yeah 100% every day of the week so I rely on my testing ability it's yeah. one of my only redeeming fighting features the time was running out I snatched one of the answer sheets finished by someone sitting behind me wrote my name and turned it in as mine he's got to quickly do his paper again I still feel guilty of what I did to the man who wrote the answers in the summer of my 10th grade year in a red white team match held in Butokudun in Saga Prefecture Butokudun in Saga Prefecture as a third through fourth third down opponents and six fourth down opponents including the captain of the opponent team as a result of this feat I was given my fourth down. A fourth down 10th grader was very rare in the country. I became well known after nice. this. Here's the thing though. At the moment, Kimura is just like, he's on his way up, right? But what what year are we in? I think we're only in like 33 or something. Yeah, we're in 33. From 36, a little spoiler, but from th- this is how awesome he is because right now we're just reading this man's way to, way yes, to get it's dance. Just like, yeah. But by thirty after the year thirty six, it's yeah. like a much better visual learn. Like if you saw him doing a full montage. Yeah, this is like a definitely a, a montage ballads. moment. Do you know? What I mean? We need we need an animator to be doing mm-hmm. this. That is a mad montage moment. We should just write enemies. Any kind of science shit for nerds every weekend. That'd be the life. That would be pretty easy, actually. Damn, not easy. It would be very difficult, but easy as fun. Yeah. So um, in three years' time, in thirties from thirty six onwards. Man becomes undefeated in judo. Sick. Undefeated. Whatever. Ever. But they started ranking him at fourth down because anyone could get a third down sort of thing. And <laughs> <laughs> <Isn't it>? they <laughs> just started picking up. Or has he grown into a man now that he's like grade 10 or whatever? I could, that, yeah, I guess I guess he's probably, yeah, 10th grader. What is he? He's like 12. No, he's like 15. 14, 15, yeah. 14, 15. It's black belt at fifteen. Well, they can't look. Old Japanese were doing it. Black belts mm-hmm. at fifteen. Yeah, true. Do you know what I mean? But I but bet, I he, bet didn't he looked have to like, pay for it. <laughs> I bet he looked. Yeah, I bet he looked like the Rock at fifteen, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he had a turtleneck and a little chain. <laughs> that wasn't him at fifteen. Him at fifteen is when he's like massive in his. Oh yeah, like he's got the mustache and the little yeah. ID card photo. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I reckon he's like that as a fifteen-year-old, bro. No doubt. Yeah, he's one of them tanky men. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he's going to be a fucking legend in three years' time, 10th grader, three years after that. Chavi would still technically be in, like, sick form or college. Yeah. From then onwards, he became undefeated, bro. Sick. In it. I became the captain of Chinsel Junior High when I was in the third year. When I was in the fourth year in junior high, my school participated in the National Junior High Championship held in Kyoto. My team advanced to the final. In the final, my team faced Kyoto first commerce junior high, this was very tough and well known for its strength in the waza. So these are some ground game travelies. Yeah. They got some good ground. They got a little bit. These is, these old school jujitsu guys. So when it's literally it, like yeah, pulling Kano guard style. and like scooting on your butt and fighting from the floor. That's near waza, bro. Yeah. So these guys were coming in with the guard balls, trying the little sweepy sweeps, 
Trying to go inverted on them and shit. I remember them trying to bring back New Worlds of Competitions for a while there in the early 2000s. Oh, for real? Because they saw the popularity of BJJ. Uh, actually, I think I vaguely remember and that. Then, like, Judo and New Worlds had come out as a, for a while, but it didn't really yeah. take off. No, of course not. It wouldn't. Because the Gracies had fucking mastered New Worlds and yeah. made it a completely different game. Do you yeah. know what I mean? When my turn... We come into this story. Today's fucking story, bro. Yeah, boy. When my turn as the captain came, Kyoto first commissioned junior high team still had three members left. I beat these three men by Uchigari, Niwaza, and Niwaza respectively. It's just grounding. Just gr- so the Uchigari, grinding. The Uchigari, and then the other two, he just fucking grounded them. Yeah. Mm. Nice. As a result, Chinsei Junior High became the national champion for the first time in its history. Soon after I entered Chinsei Junior High, I was thrown by Funiyama, who was a first-year senior to me, by an intense Osotogare. Had a concussion that could not get up for a while. Nice. Yeah, man, on those hardwood floors too. Yeah. That must have been a serious concussion. In those days, all I always wanted to get even with him, but could not get to his level, which was at the level of captain. However, he was very cautious and observant of me, knowing that I would soon come up, catch up to him. On our 3km way to Butakudan from Chinsei Junior High and on our way to, fuck this one, bruv, Nagarokubashi Station. Yeah. Nagarokubashi, yeah. From which I used to take a train to go home. Whenever we walked together, he asked my height and weight. <laughs> Every time, just <laughs> Every keeping time. up. <laughs> How much more are you weighing, bro? Like one of them NFL scouts. Yeah. Except you... 6'3", 240, okay. It's, We're going to have to see it's another five pounds out of you for this summer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The baby's asking for his own. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what weight division am I wearing again? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a kid... It's an older kid who can cast Kimura every day. Oh, and ask him right. Like, so how much you weigh now? Um, so how much you weigh now? So how tall are you now, bro? Oh, I got on the wrong end of the stick. Yeah, he did. I thought he knocked someone's fucking lights out and then every day he's like, what about how much you weigh? Tell <laughs> <laughs> him how much you weigh, son. <laughs> no, it was some kid, some other like older kid. Oh, right. old yeah, he's scared of like the come up. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's exactly what's going on. I really hated it, but being one year junior to him, I could not explicitly say that to him because mm. they're about that respect. I had two big fights during my Chinsei Junior High days. In those days, in Kumamoto, Budo was widely and feverishly practiced. Given this background, it was a natural consequence, consequence that a young man who rapidly became famous became a target of challenge. The first fight occurred when I was in the second year. One member of the Chinsei Junior High Judo Club, whose name was Ida, who competed for the position of second-year student captain with me and lost, developed hatred toward me. Ooh, rivalry. This is, is a nice fucking anime. Why haven't they ways. made Kimura's life an anime, bro? Same Someone reason they ain't done it Masayama, because then imagine all the kids that will be learning the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? On a Saturday of June, on my way to the school dojo, he walked up to me and said, I have a little business with you. It's business time, sir. It's ta- tactically understood. He uttered, you are impudent. I'm going to get you today. And took out a jackknife from a pocket. Oh, oh, damn. And suddenly thrust it at my abdominal area. He's trying to stab him in the belly, bro. He's trying to stab him up, bro. I thought I evaded it successfully, but the knife got my buttock. Oh, <laughs> oh. he got for his gum. <laughs> I got on a bicycle and started to run away. Oh, that's painful. That's a stupid idea, yeah. <laughs> he just got fucking... 
oh, you need your bum for cycling. Yeah. It'll be causing more blood pressure. Oh, no, he got on a bicycle uh, and started to run away. I also ran after him while bleeding from the buttock and finally got to his house. Nice. Still wild. He stayed inside the house and did not come out. Instead, his parents came out and apologised to me thoroughly and sincerely. Oh, I'm sorry, stabbed you. <laughs> they said, our son cut his own hand when he stabbed you and is in bed now. The doctor is on the way. Turned out that Eda's injury was more serious than mine, but I had to stay away from practice for about 20 days also. That's fucked up, Rob. Yeah, what a janky little cunt. Yeah, look. Stabbed him in the bum and shit. Yeah, it's After, the worst one because sometimes yeah. if it goes to the hole, you've got to get a fucking colostomy bag. <laughs> oh, don't say that, bro. Yeah, it's like, it was a popular thing. They called it bagging. Oh, don't. There's some dodgy shit which happened in Kimura's life. Did he get bagged? He doesn't get bagged. I'm, I'm thinking this story comes up, but later on in his life, after he's like smashed up uh, Gracie and shit, he starts pro wrestling. Meh. Yeah, and he gets and he starts an org- he joins an organization of this other uh, Ricky Dozan. It's a famous one. Yeah, I've heard of him. And um, what happens is they end up having the first ever shoot fight on pro on a pro wrestling card. Oh, so fucking actual Ricky Dozan goes a bit too far, and Kimura don't like it. So Kimura smashes him around a bit. Yeah, boy. And then I think after that, Kimura didn't have like the subsequent matches which come up, which means he didn't get paid. Mm. And then maybe through a little bit of a yakuza thing, bro. Ricky Dozan ended up getting stabbed with a pissy blade in a nightclub and dying of infection. Oh, shit. He got fucking lightning with the yellow hair, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. He got lightning with the yellow he hair got for sure. poop stick, though. <laughs> yeah, man. Piss sticked up. It's a Piss. bad one, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder if you could do that by shooting on your bullets and you're gone. Like we get about hot, I suppose. Yeah, I would. would kill but you could leave a little vacuumized point in this top for it was something fucked up. <laughs> Like a hollow tip, but it's not hollow anymore. You've got some piss in there. How basic of a poison damage is that, Rob? Pissing on a knife. You don't even need to piss in it. You go dunk it in the urinal or a club toilet. Especially if you're Coozer Boy. Yeah. Just lay it in the pub peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) In my third year at school, I was challenged by K. This This name K is kept a secret throughout the whole book, so I guess he didn't agree to this. It was then considered to be the number one street fighter among all of the junior high school students in the area. Oh, Tasty K. Tasty K, bro. Handy K, bro. <laughs> he was a student of Kumamoto Commerce Junior High. He was small in stature, but was known to pull out a knife in every street fight. <laughs> Little cunt. <laughs> it was known that when he loses, his parents and relatives all join him and ambush for revenge. Smiley little cunt. On my way back from Butukuden, I was about to cross Nagoroku Bridge. He found me and said, hold it right there. Come with hold me. Hold it right there. <laughs> you got a little switchblade. <laughs> flick, flick, flick. Come with me. We walked to Shimagawa Park, Shimagawara Park near the sunset. Oh, man, he's having a knife fight at sunset, bro. The fucking in, proper in Peru- dojo shit, bro. He's got, like, the Miami background. Yeah, that's it. It's like, only silhouettes for a minute there, then he zooms back in and they're fighting. He's wearing fucking the dankest shades and shit. Yeah. But, like, got, like, 1900s. Like Miami Vice. 1900s. Yeah, yeah. Miami Vice. Okinawa silks, bro. Oh, shit, yeah. He's wearing the flat tasty shirt. Yeah. He's wearing the tasty silky shirt yeah. with, the, like, blossom on it and shit. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, bro. He invented it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
this geezer said, you are Kimura, aren't you? This was the first time that we saw each other at his face. We glared, glared at each other over a distance of about one metre. He then suddenly pulled out a tanto, bro. Oh, shit. This geezer pulled out the short sword of a yeah. samurai sword. When you look at, when you go to a nerd or maybe someone like me's house and you see, I ain't got <gasps> the blades, but I wish I had the blades. <laughs> and, like, you see the bottom that one. The one you got in Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see that bottom one. Yeah. Like. The very smallest one. Yeah. It's not a little op- opener. It's not a little opener length, but it's like samurai sword thickness. No, it's pretty fucking size-wise as a knife. I think it fits the size as the same size as like a bullway. Nah, a little bit smaller, I reckon. Well, it depends on the buoy. Well, I'm sure. I think it's about six inches. Oh, right. we'll have to go tanto. Yeah, still. this. But kid... in a child's hands. <laughs> yeah, that's a... <laughs> yeah, that's a full size. Yeah, yeah that's a wakazashi at least, bro, in a child's hands. That's what hand. I was getting at. The, the blade's the same. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. don't go smaller blades, like no, little tiny no, replica no, no. style. No. They just go like shorter. Shorter handles and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Tanto the last one Tanto's the last one yeah. and then the suicide actually, one yeah, the second one yeah so this pulled, this kid pulled a suicide blade on him ooh no going back after that bruv that's it he thrust it forward at me I evaded it grabbed him and threw him hard onto the ground now in this state he is no match to me I am Kay I surrender you are strong he says mm-hmm. he honestly revealed his identity and apologised after, uh, after this none of his parents came to see me Moreover, no junior high student challenged me for a street fight. Nice, no, so just did the top dog. Did the top dog. Had a little fucking no yeah. unarmed burst tanto fight. That's mm. some pretty gangster shit. My man used the real judo. That's for, what the whole judo's about, isn't it? Isn't it? Disarming the fucking mm. chavi on the battlefield. Oh shit. Is this what he's bragging? He's bragging that he still did it back in the day. Imagine having a room full of samurais, right? And they're proper, like, fucking jarhead marines. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, but they're all packing all the time. Yeah, that's it. And you're it. like, so, in this self-defense class, do I just pull my sword? All right, so imagine you haven't got your sword <laughs> on you and they have to learn jiu-jitsu like that. But they're like, yeah, but I'm fucking, I've always got my, talk about, I've got a sword in my shoe right now. <laughs> People call me Josho meaning a man of constant wins or a man who would always win, Kimura. However, I have four losses in my judo life. I suffered all of these losses when I was a first-year student at Takashoku University. Until then, I believed that Osotogari, Sayanagi, Ouchigari, and so on as completed techniques and compiled wins using these techniques. However, in the spring of 1935, my favourite techniques faced limitations for the first time. So my man... Was it? Let me read back at some of them. Osatogari, yeah. Okay, so my man loves the so nice these outside are the four throws. Trip. He didn't succeed on the big guys in his first fight. Sianagi wasn't. He didn't attempt Sianagi. It's the old over the shoulder fucking yeah. whammo. I thought he did. Nah, he attempted the Sianagi. No, he didn't attempt land nothing in that first ever fight. But did he get knocked out by the Sianagi? No, big his um, Ouchi Gary got reversed. Oh. Uh, so he ended up digging like the big outside leg trip, little inside leg trip, and the Iponsi and Agi were his boys. In the spring of 1935, soon after I entered the Takashoku University, now I'm struggling with English words, preparatory program in the red white Shi'ai of Kodokan, I beat eight fourth Dan opponents. When I faced the ninth opponent, I was already exhausted. In the ninth bout, I was defeated by Miyajima, who was a student of a ma- of, at Meiji University. 
Boom by Harai Makikomi. Still, it was su- sufficient to receive the fifth dan. When I returned to Ushijima Sensei's Juku and reported the result, Ushijima Sensei gave me a series of slapping in the face. <laughs> Shit, that's a hard loss, bro. Come back and your sensei is fucking slapping you up. Yeah, that's the coach, bro. You're a, refle- you're a poor reflection of him. He said, Chi is equivalent to a real sword. Kill or get killed. Duel between Bushi. Damn. To throw the opponent means to kill him. Being thrown means being killed. You killed eight men and got killed by the ninth man. Remember, if you devote your life in judo, you can survive only by throwing your opponent or fighting to, to a draw, no matter how many tough opponents you face. Mad shit, bro. That's some wild shit. That's some Cobra Kai shit. You're not allowed to say that shit nowadays, bro. No, well, they still do in Japan. Then they crush his fucking child's back. I'm sure they do. In May, uh, May, they did, yeah, actually, some kids have been breaking their backs over there, haven't they? Yeah, and getting, like, like, fucking retarded concussions and stuff. Yeah. In May, I participated in a fifth-down selection she held by the Ministry of Rural Affairs. In the first bout, I faced Osawa, fifth-down of Tokyo Police. Oh, Oh, shit. This is like his Kimbo Slice moment. Yeah, this is his Kimbo Slice moment. Man, if only Kimura had YouTube, it'd be the... You know what I mean? Everyone would be knowing him. In an attempt to throw him at once, I grabbed his left deep lapel with my right hand and held his right sleeve with my left hand. Asawa had positioned his right leg behind. I initiated a Sotogari by full force. Then pulled his right leg backward all the way and withstood the pressure. Shit, he's going for the big outside leg trip and mate, he's stomping it down. I then made a transition to Osoto Otoshi. The next moment, my body floated in the air and I was flipped in reverse. I fell to the ground head first, had a concussion and lost consciousness. Oh no, another concussion. (laughs) There's another bit of brain damage. (laughs) And this was, if he was fighting dogs before he got brain damage, What's he going to be like after the brain damage? Yo. It's going to be a dog, bro. I won all Japan championships in the fall of 1937. My dream came true. I pinched my cheek several times. It really hurt. So he skipped ahead a bit there to 37. So now he's going to be on his... That was his last loss, I'm guessing. Yeah. That's got to have been his last loss. I pinched my cheek several times. It really hurt. It was not a dream. After dinner... I did 500 push-ups, bunny hopped a hun- uh, one, yeah, bunny hopped in a kilometer, and Makawara strikes of karate 500 times. Nice. Yeah, bro. I could not fall asleep that night due to the fatigue and pain increasing uh, incurred during the bout. All Japan Judo Championship was held on October 23rd and 24th, 1937 in Kodokan. So they even hit World War Two yet. I wonder what this chavi was up to in World War Two. Fuck knows. It's probably some naughty shit, right? Yeah. They were getting conscripted, so everyone was conscripted at one point. Yeah, for sure, right? Especially a unit like that. Yeah, bruv. (laughs) Maybe they didn't want him dying off. Who knows? Yeah, they put put into a breeding program like the Germans (laughs) are doing. I defeated uh, Jinsuke Yanagawa, fifth dan, Noboru Ueno, fifth dan in the first bout and semi final, respectively, by Osotogari. I faced Masayuki Nakajima, fifth dan, who was the representative of Manchu. His name was well known throughout Japan, as well as Manchu. Was that like China Manchu? I guess so. He was. Or was it one of the big islands in Japan? Manchu, Kushu. It's not Kushu. Oh, yeah, but it's, it's not the same sort Shu of. Kushu might mean island, I'm Yeah, you're the, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're, I think you might be right. 
He was 182 or 183 centimetres and 100 kilos. He had formidable Osotogari, Ouchigari, Uchimata and Tayatoshi. A number of strong men and big men got treated like little kids by him when he applied these techniques. In particular, his Tayasabaki, so his like footwork, mm. was the shit. That precisely captures his opponents in a quick motion seemed like an exceptional talent he was born with. The final was one round, 15 minutes. The minimum standment of judgment was Wazaari for the first four or six minutes. I was dominated by him. In those days, my lower body was still weak and had not mastered enough techniques. So whenever Nakajima pulled me around, my legs wobbled. Oh, shit. He wasn't hitting leg day. No, he wasn't hitting leg day, was he? Fool. Clearly not, and this geezer was slick on his feet. He was hopping. Yeah. Kilometres at a time. Is that what you said his workout was? That's what his workout was. Fucking lame. Bunny hopping. Mm. Yeah, that's all his legs was. Push some fucking weight. Yeah, ain't it, bruv? Weight's room, homie. But then that's not going to make him light on his feet like this, Chavi. This feet. Yeah, it's going to make him too big to lift. Uh, I mean, his legs won't wobble, will they? Yeah, it's true. This Chavi was like. Strong base is what he needs. Who's a fucking famous two man dancer? Like, the fucking ballroom dancer. Or even an ice capade dancer. Yeah, that's what he was hitting him with. It's, it's like just coming in spinning and he'd hit the floor <laughs> in a move already. That's how I was imagining it. Like they were like just they didn't even have grips yet and then he'd just appear. <laughs> <laughs> jump into it. Just be straight there so under like you. Dragon like, I'm like, really gonna Like dust comes out of his feet sideways. <laughs> <laughs> could not afford to play a chess match with him. I moved only in response to his techniques. I and Nakajima fell together down onto the press seats, which were about one metre below the shiojo. So they fell a metre off the fucking stage. Nice. Into the press seats. Every time I fell with him, our heads and backs got slammed so hard that we became unable to breathe properly for a while. Mm-hmm. We both got up to the tatami while feeling half unconscious. Neither of us scored anything decisive, and the second round overtime started. I guess I was lucky. At the very moment he extended his right arm, I grabbed the sleeve of his right arm with my left hand and initiated Ippon Seal. This caught Nakajima off guard. I then scored Wazaari while continuing a hard battle. I felt relieved and thought, now my victory has been secured. However, the next moment he delivered an intense Uchimata. By reflex, I lowered my hip and withstood this, but Nakajima must have calculated this. I felt relieved when I withstood the intense attack. I was very immature. My hip was raised step by step as he initiated the next attack. Ken Ken Uchimata. I could not withstand this attack any longer and collapsed making a loud sound. He scored Wazari. In the latter half of round two, I reversed Nakajima's Oso Agari and tried to pin him by Kuzakami Shiogatami. But he held my right leg with his legs and round two ended. He still had half guard, bro. Yeah. Threw him. He tried to pin in him. My man still had half guard. After 30 minutes of battle, both my skin and dogi were soaked with sweat. Sweat was dripping in so much quantity that I could hardly open my eyes. I had to open my eyes alternatively to see, alternate, uh, alternately to see them. Before the next overtime, I and Nakajima sat by Cesar to bring our dogi to the proper position. Mm. I tried to untie the belt. They're sitting at the edge of the mountain. Yeah, their knees, they're redoing their jackets and that. Facing each other, getting redressed. I tried to untie the belt, but I could not generate enough force in my hands to do so. The knot felt as hard as my, uh, as a stone. My fingers were almost completely powerless, powerless, <laughs> powerless, powerless, so that it took me a long time to fix the dogi. 
Then I saw Nakajima extended his legs alternately, rubbing his calves with his hands. I thought, those legs are the key for victory. My boy is an anime character. He is, isn't he? He's even describing his story like it's an anime He's like, yeah. And then there was a moment where I see him just rubbing his shins. Just rubbing thinking, his legs up. Mm, legs, eh? <laughs> I retightened my black belt and watched his motion carefully. As soon as the judge announced start, I tackled at his legs. My man shot. My <laughs> man shooted at him. He fell from the buttock. I then caught him in Kuzia Kami Shihogatami, thinking I could never win if I lost this chance, and frantically held him pinned. The long, intense battle, which lasted 40 minutes, finally ended. I thought in Futon, today's victory is a fluke. I had more stamina than Nakajima simply because I am younger than he is. Could I beat him again? Probably not. I would lose next time. Before the championship, I wanted to win all Japan championship just once. Once the dream came true, I did not want to give up the title. I felt like defending the title again and again. I got up from Futon, turned on the light and looked at my body. Neither my height, 169 centimetres, nor weight, 86 kilos, is outstanding. There was no guarantee that I could continue to defend the title judging from my body size. I kept on thinking, every day, I want to become a true winner. And about 10 days after this, I came up with a solid good idea. That is, triple effort. Yeah, yeah. Like... I've been working at double effort at the minute. I need to fucking somehow triple it. <laughs> Until then, I practiced about six hours a day. I thought the practicing twice as much as others would be sufficient since I had heard that others were practicing about three hours a day. In reality, that's literally what he's been yeah. doing, bro. He's a numbers guy. <laughs> In reality, however, they have been practicing about four hours a day, which I found out later. But now I'm the champion, others would start to train six hours a day to beat me. I could not beat them as long as I trained as hard as others. So we're up to nine hours a day. That's tripping. Isn't it? If my opponents train twice as hard as others, then I will train three times as hard as others, i.e. nine hours a day. Yeah, you got it. This way I would gain... Boy, algebra boy. (laughs) It's not a waste of time. And I would do this every day. The accumulation of these extra hours will become my flesh and blood. That is my skills and mental power. This will automatically give me a real self-confidence. If I had this much accumulation, I would be able to fight as usual, even if I got sick with fever at 40 degrees centigrade. I practice triple effort every day. Triple effort every day, bro. Do you want to see a picture of man's lifting weights doing the old chest press? Yeah. Look at my guy. Holy fuck, look at the plates. Yeah, there's so they're many plates post. on that. Well, they're like clay plates. <laughs> That's that a lot like of plates. fucking 400 pound bench press. <laughs> Soon after I started triple effort, information on my rivals started to pour in, such as in Kyoto and Tokyo, tough challengers are studying how to cope with Kimura's initial attack. They're carefully analysing Kimura's favourite techniques to come up with a method for defending against the techniques and countering them. And Hiro's fifth dan of Osaka had already extended his training hours to six hours from three hours. Ishikawa, fifth dan of Tokyo Police, had started training more than six hours a day. Initially, I listened to these informations with confidence, thinking, I'll never lose since I've been training more than nine hours a day. However, after he is the count, Rob, for real, he's yeah. counting the numbers, making sure he's it works. The count, bro. However, after a while, I started to doubt my self-confidence. In those days, I was interested in Zen. I wanted to reach the state of no ego. 
discover secret judo techniques and throw around tough opponents using these techniques. Nice. That's pretty dope. But also at the same time, like, he's looking for the secret, secret fucking... Yeah, he wants to break through. He wants, he wants, wants the... a DMT with Joe Rogan rolling <laughs> session. <laughs> he wants the fucking secret mythical ju- judo moves. He's trying yeah, to unlock Eddie his... Bravo su- shit. He's trying to unlock his superpowers. Like, do you know when an anime character gets their mythical power? Yeah. This is it, bro. He's searching for it now. Shit, son. After all, humans are weak. When they get sick or get into trouble, they depend on God. I was no exception. I meditated trying to reach the state of no ego. I first struggled to reach the state of no ego, but soon I lost the force for struggling, forgot about tomorrow's bout and the fact that I was sitting. Soon after reaching the state, the character of win appeared in my mind, but the character soon got superimposed on the character of loss. However, my mind was already empty. I did not make any effort to get the character of win. I don't know how much time has elapsed since I started to sit. Suddenly, my whole body became hot as if somebody poured boiling water over me from the top of my head. Shit. And what my body started called? to tremble. Uh, What's the first before they go Super Saiyan? Uh, I want to get when Goku learns the, the Kaioken. Kaioken, that's it. That's it. You're saying he just learned the Kaioken? Yeah, I think he that's actually it. Is. He learned He's the Kaioken meditating. Holy shit, this man knows the Kaioken. I then noticed that the character of Wind was shining at the centre of my forehead as if it had been waiting for me to notice its appearance. I will win tomorrow's bouts. I was convinced of my victory with pleasure. I believed that it was a message from God that can be given only to those who push to the maximum limit of physical and mental strength and get to the border between life and death. Nice. That is the... To be fair, when you you are in a fight camp and you're training hard as fuck, that is... That that I I swear to God, you've had I've had that thought where you go, yeah, bro. It's that point of life and death. Of, I'm just going. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just right. you just keep going. Yeah. It's like the whole Bruce Lee bit when um someone used to say that they was out running with Bruce Lee. They're like, I can't but go yeah, any further. I'm, I'm gonna die. And then Sir Bruce Lee was like, then fucking die. But yeah. otherwise, keep going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially with weight cuts included in it. Like yeah. You're also at a deficit the entire time and doing a weight uh, Oh, that was the hell of it, bro. To get into the special, like, because in judo, it's teams, isn't it? So yeah. you have one lightweight, one middleweight. Yeah, that's it. So you might get cut if you don't come in on weight. That's it, that's it. Also, oh, oh, but rec- actually, what was he, 86 kg? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so he could just come in. At, yeah. I think he was trying to get to be the heavyweight guy, though. Yeah. But as in, like, the, it's not just the game of death, like fighting t- to display who killed who. Yeah. Like his sensei said. Yeah. It's also you're pushing your body to the limit of like you might you could nearly die. Your I don't mind think... at least you're not actually yeah, pushing I your body. Yeah, I was about to say you're, you're not pushing your body. Like, I'm gasping, yeah. I'm gonna die. Yeah, I think a lot of time with training that when you get into it, you are you're not pushing the body of I'm dying, you're pushing the mind. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's so many times I remember one time doing hill sprints, and this happened a few times at this one spot. It was like a fucking horrible bit. It was like a sonic fucking level. Yeah. Like there's a little little jog in between, then one hill, then the other hill, the other half side. Pipe, yeah. yeah, it was a half pipe of Tony fucking Hawk hills. Sprints, it bro. was Tony Hawk sprints, bro. And uh, I remember a couple of times when I did that, I was like, um, I'm, th- I'm going to be sick. Like you literally mm. feel like you're going to be sick in the stomach. And I just said, okay, in my head, I kept saying, well, feeling like you're going to be sick mean- means go faster. Yeah, and it worked every time. I wasn't sick, and I just went faster. Yeah, I was like fucking a then. Yeah, shit like that always works. Yeah, because you're like desperate. It's like if you think about it, the 
we don't even trust each other to make things. Your body mm. don't trust you. Mm. Like you mm. could potentially lift half a ton. Yeah. But your body would never let you. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The googly eye tenders are like, no, nah, that'll damage too much muscle and bone and yep. shit. Yeah. You're not going to bother with that. Yeah, that's it. Same as like everything. It's the all running or nothing, really isn't far. it? It's like you get an alert when you're when you've got about a quarter of a tank of petrol left. Yeah. Like, yeah. you haven't reached the limit, but the car's pretending so that you don't ruin the engine. That's it. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. That's exactly it. Um, where did we get to it then? I was convinc- convinced of my victory with pleasure. I believe that if it was a message from God that can be only given to those who push the maximum limit of your life and death. If I had pursued only pleasure, I would have seen the character of loss. God sides with only those who challenge a difficult task despite the possibility of death. Even though I had no special belief in any religion, it was my interpretation of the existence of God. Yeah, boy. That's a good one. Yahweh. Yeah, man. You got a good one there. I then calmed down from the joyful feeling of victory, turned on the light of the room, and prayed for protection from various gods. <laughs> oh, just, oh, no, he blasphemed straight away. <laughs> I also prayed to the ancestors of the Kimura family. Centuries ago... That's your best bet. Yeah. Centuries ago, it said Musashi Miyamoto, shit, who was the greatest swordmaster in history, visited a shrine before his battle with the Yoshioka family and tried to pull a bell, uttering, God, please protect me, but regained calmness and did not ring the bell. I do not count on gods, it was his motto. I thought if I had lived in the same era as Musashi, pursued the way of the sword and fought Musashi, I would never lose. Shit. That's a bold statement, bro. That is a bold statement. So what he's saying now <laughs> is God is greater than blasphemy because, like, I don't mind praying. Yeah. Miyamoto was like, I'm so hard, I don't have to pray. Yeah, yeah. But I stay prayed up and I'll beat him anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That is what he's saying, isn't it? That is exactly what he's saying. That's frat boy talk. That, like, he's <laughs> training nine hours a day. He hasn't been to a class in, like, ten years. <laughs> He's out catching frogs, doing weird inverted press-ups. <laughs> At worst, the fight would go even. <laughs> the confidence based on the fact that I trained to the limit of my mental and physical capacity made me think so. Didn't Musashi really ring the bell? No, he must have. Being a man engaged in life or death combat like me, he would definitely have rung the bell. Once I reached this stage, I wrote Championship Victory. My name in today's date, the day before the bout, using a brush. To my eyes, tall opponents looked short, and big opponents looked small. An old opponent who was bigger than I, whom I met recently, said to me that I looked big. Oh, yes! <laughs> That's the greatest compliment a man can ever receive. <laughs> Unless you're being a fat cunt. Because <laughs> like, people say big to not say fat nowadays. It's yeah. like, oh, she's a big girl and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the greatest thing you can ever say to your training bro, or your competitor... You're looking yeah. big, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, a yeah. big dude. Yeah, it's true. That's true. You're looking big. Yeah. That's sick. And an old old chavvy. And it's nice to know that even back in the day, we're talking like mid-century, 1900s, yeah. J- Japanese dudes doing judo were turning to each other going, you look big, bro. Nice, yeah, man. Woo. That's good. The 8th All Japan ch- Championship was held on October 16th and 17th, 1938 in Kodokan. My first opponent. There was Olympics that year, weren't there? There was Olympics that year. Was it 36? No, it was 36. I think Olympics already happened. Why is he not on the Olympic team? What's going on? Was judo even in until Japan had a. a oh, I don't know, actually. Good point. Yeah, it wasn't I doubt. even a thing yet. It probably wasn't even a thing. My first opponent was Tadashi Ichido, fifth Dan. I beat him 
Ouchigari. Nakajima, 6th Dan, whom I fought last year in the final, lost to Keiichi Ogawa, 4th Dan, by dominance in the elimination round. In the semi-final, I faced Buni Toshiro, 6th Dan, who was called Master of Kanabasami, Crab Scissors. No idea what that is. Maybe that's the Wolves Jericho. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> the Boston Crab. Yeah. He's put this, that's the, that's the <laughs> Japanese equivalent. Or it might be, do you know when you like slide and go both legs? Yeah. That like, that, that sounds like crab scissors because it's coming from the side like claws. Yeah, true. And it's like scissors. Shit. Or maybe it just means you've got one big grip on you. Because <laughs> the crab's always got one big hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. watch out for his crab scissors on his left hand because he'll fucking grip you. <laughs> and then he'll eat you with the right, bro. Don't worry about that. He attempted the crab scissors on my right leg as soon as the bait about started. So oh, maybe so it's, it's definitely a leg attack. It yeah. might be what you're on about. Yeah, scissors, but what one leg he's doing. Yeah. Like, like what a, an Angelina Jolie sort of action character would do. Yeah, 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 that's it. I had, however, already fully studied countermeasures against this technique. Since I had bent my right knee, raising my right heel, even though Toshiro managed to hook his legs, he could not rotate his body sufficiently. As a result, he fell to the floor and slammed his right shoulder onto the tatami. Ah, uh, he cut a bone. He suffered a broken shoulder bone and <laughs> yeah, became unable to continue. That's a classic judo move. Yeah, The bro. collarbone is always broke. Man, that was magic. You, you, that was a good magic guess, cuz. I'm a sports injury professional. <laughs> <laughs> it is, does feel like a bit sometimes like we're giving commentary on old judo matches today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, wasn't that the move we got put away with in the first one? Do stats as well. <laughs> like the baseball guys. <laughs> in other bracket, Agar with fourth down faced Hiroshi fifth down, and Agar with fourth down won by dominance. Agar with fourth down was over 187 centimetres and chunky big boy husky boy he was good at right uchimata and Uchigari. when the final bout started I attempted Osotagari that's his throw bro mm. the outside leg trip he yeah the big it. like low dipping trip yeah 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 step back big whop big like you've got like a dragon tail on you you ain't fully rotated it but it's all the way no rotate it's more of like a step hips get them off balance before but the it's, step. The it's all about the setup, bro like he used to so oh, another little pistol squat and, uh, no you don't not like that no uh, he used to practice like those this short people maybe just have to adapt other moves for he, that. <laughs> no for real that's not this the Sotogari is more of like the step kick more of a kick not a leg straight oh knock the yeah. back on a flip forward yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it said that he, you know this nine hours a day training he used to do mm. after this little paragraph I'll read you his re- regime if you want yeah it's a fucking mad. sick one that will be like one of them YouTube ones yeah What's his name? Rich Piano. <laughs> Three hour intense workout. He practiced that specific specific throw like something ridiculous, like 900 times a day on a tree. Yeah. Yeah. On a tree? Yeah. And it started to come up from the roots and he was ready. <laughs> He's one anime and motherfucker. <laughs> uh, where we got to? But immediately attempted Uchimata three times in sequence. I crushed this. When the f- Actually, I don't know if I got to that. Crash this. I don't think Crash this. So he's just talked about Chunky Boy, right? Yeah, the guy's chunky. He was good at right Uchimata and Ouchigari. Yeah. When the final bout started, I attempted Osatagari, but immediate, immediately attempted Uchimata three times in the sequence. Uchimata's a sick one, to be fair. Yeah, right? Uchimata's one of my favourites. Yeah, it's like a Ronda Rousey move. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's fucking dope. I crushed this, cutting his hold on Especially my sleeve. Especially off the cage. Yeah. Ogawa fell down onto the tatami. I immediately pinned him down and held him in Kuzikami Shiogatami. He tried to escape but failed. I scored Ippon in less than two minutes. 
I will not be content with this. I will win next year also. I vow to myself holding the championship flag. Nice. So let me find you Kimura's workout because it's actually a fucking Dolly one, bro. Absolute fucking king of it. Do you know what I mean? Ultimate pump. Ultimate pump, bro. Especially like the old, like you said. Did he have training partners in shifts? Um, well, his training partners actually banned him for practicing Osotogari after a while. They were like, son, no, it's too much. Yeah, my legs are facing the wrong way. Yeah. You've done it to me 30,000 times this week. Yeah, that's exactly it. You've spun my organ around and my doctor says, no good. (laughs) (laughs) Even start doing it off the left. (laughs) No, you've got to stop doing it. But yeah, he's uh, absolutely fucking wild boy at this point. So I think, what's this now, his second championship? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I know. He, well, yeah. he had junior championships, didn't he? But he didn't count until no, no, no. The these are like, and shit like that. these are the big, the big yeah. like Japan championships, the big ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. So is this solo or this is so Masahiko Kimura's daily training regime? Kimura trained six days a week, a thousand push-ups or Hindu push-ups, bunny hop a kilometer. He's still up to that. Head stands three times three minutes against the wall. So ne- three sets, three minutes. Metrics, yeah. yeah, that's it. Judo practice, 100 throws. Just pick a throw. Pick a throw. Well, yeah, I guess it would be. Or just, yeah, word 100 times. Maybe a couple of others. One arm barbell lift and press, 15 reps each side. Or bench press, three sets, three two and one reps. My man's maxing out here. Yeah, boy. 200 sit-ups off partner's back or decline sit-ups. 200 squats with partner, log, barbell or sandbag. Up to uh, between 150 pounds and 200 pounds. Fucking hell. Judo practice, 100 drills of submissions. My man's out here drilling. 500 Shuto knife hand strikes. Wabba! Karate chopping shit. Yeah, because by now I think he's met Masayama. I'll give you some little yeah. him and Masayama bits for you. Because so I don't his think hands he comes... will be callused up like a real fucking dog. Yeah, that's what Masayama's thing was, was just to yeah. gnarl your body up to make it a fucking weapon. Makiwara's, what do they call them? Bamboo swords. Shin. Yeah, something like that. Judo practice... Shinai. Shinai, that's it. Beating the fuck out of each other with him. Judo practice, 100 entries. Judo randori, so sparring, three-minute rounds. Practice throws, particularly Uchamata, against a tree for one hour. Additional judo practice, one hour. That was his regime. That's pretty fucking intense. It's a pretty serious one, isn't it? Yeah, it's all day. You need... It must have been on the protein shakes, pre-protein shakes. <laughs> the pre-protein. Must have had like some rotisserie chickens there with them in the chips. <laughs> yeah. What do you reckon PEDs were back then, bro? Just cocaine? No, it would have been some cool shit that grows in the jungle that we've made extinct by now. You sure it wasn't like speed or some shit? Yeah, basically the same, but better for you. <laughs> it's like mystical Chinese berries. The ninth Japan Championship, the name was changed from All Japan Championship, was held on October 21st and 22nd, 1939. Just as the war's breaking out. My first opponent was Shiichi Nakamura, fifth dad. I scored, yes, yeah, so I think the rape of Nan King's way already happened by now. So he weren't, at least he weren't there. Yeah, he, was, he, well, he might not want to mention that in his autobiography. Well, well, come on, if you're out, back at home doing the judo championships. This is where they've probably perfected some of the, the karate moves, bruv. Yeah. Some of the last, like, um, additions to sword style. Yeah. What do you call it? Um, Ken, 
Kendo is one, but then you got Aido. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. There's like all different words for sword and all different those. Yeah, yeah. One of them, the last time they added to it was when they were beheading Americans on sh- like ships. Oh, shit, for yeah. real. <laughs> damn, that's wild. They added like a new thing to be like, this is how you do an American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, oh, god damn. My second, op- um, my first opponent was Shichi Nakamura, fifth Dan. Scored Ippon from him by Sotogari. My second opponent was Katsutaro Sato, fifth Dan. I beat him by Osoto Otoshi in less than one minute. Third opponent was Ki- man, Kiyoyoshi Ida, fifth Dan. He held a low stance to prevent me from attempting any offence. I swung at him to the right and threw him by Osoto Makikome. In the quarter semi-final, I faced Hidesanosuke Sujimoto. Fifth Dan. I first attempted Sianagi, but it had no effect on him. Soon after this, I attempted Surakomi Goshi. I dropped my hip sufficiently low and quickly rose. He could not withstand and flew up in the air. I scored Ippon in the semi-final. I faced Tadoshi Ochi. Tadoshi <laughs> Ochi. Tadoshi Ochi. Fifth Dan. <laughs> he was very good at Niwaza. As soon as the bout started, he attempted Tomonagi. Oh, yeah, my boy's front is real going for the big sweep. Tomonagi is the old uh, Ryuken foot back. Oh, uh, yeah, they're my favourite. Yeah, bruv. Tomonagi, tra- is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he's attempting on him. My man's got the real jiu-jitsu sweeps. So that's take- technically a guard pull, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's a throw, bro. It's a throw. throw. It's a throw. You go backwards. You do go backwards, but it's foot on the hip, foot on the hip, or unless you go butterfly with it, it's you know whatever you prefer. Um, I used to like it from kneeling. You can't do it from kneeling. Don't be gay. Yeah. Start from <laughs> kneeling and then just plop. plop, plop. <laughs> I then pulled him up. Uh, hold up. Uh, uh, he attempted Tomonagi to take the fight to the ground for Niwaza. I went to the ground to engage in Niwaza, but was he was so good at Niwaza. It was not easy to mount an offence on him. My man's got sick jujitsu. Yeah, I then pulled him up and attempted a Sotogari. Oh, so he did get back up. He resisted for a while, but I changed to Osoto Otoshi and scored Ippon. In another... This goes to show you can always just stand up. Yeah, that's it. Like Whenever Derek you get Lewis. a bit Niwaza in life, just stand up. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the other back, Back, uh, bracket Katsumi Tokizani fifth down beat Iyasaku Iyama sixth down by dominance when I entered the locker room before the final Tokizani fifth down appeared he asked me what technique will you use in the final mm. I said I cannot say such a thing bro he what then said what you asking me for yeah what are you getting at me for that bro you are good at Osotogari aren't you I pondered for a while and said that is not the only t- technique I'm good at. I'm good at everything, bitch. But I uh, will use Osotogari in the final. Are you positive? Yes. He then nodded and left the locker room. The final started. He pulled back his right leg and took a defensive posture against Osotogari. <laughs> but uh, it's a double bluff. Tap slap, I reckon. <laughs> I pushed my whole body against him and changed to Osoto Otoshi. He fell down, making a loud sound like a slam log. I won the national title for the third time. Yeah, so you get for fucking not being too many mind, bro. Yeah, that's it. He tried punking him out. What technique? What yeah. Get me with fucking little snake, bro. In judo, when one grabs the opponent's sleeve or lapel, one uses four fingers of each hand, extending the thumbs. Whether one pushes or pulls the opponent without pressing the thumbs hard, one cannot grab firmly, and the speed is reduced. Moreover, the opponent can easily cut off your hold on the sleeve or lapel. 
The forefinger is generating an inward force and the thumb creates the opposing force, creating a firm grip. Therefore, not using the thumb goes against the principle of dynamics. Even though I know the efficiency of using the thumb, it was not easy for me to actually master it. Today, no matter what judo practice or bout I see, I do not see anyone grabbing with five fingers, which is disappointing. One day when I visited Karate Club of Takashuku University to see a karate practice, I noticed that everyone was punching with his thumb over the pointing finger and middle finger. I thought they were all doing so to prevent the thumb from getting jammed on impact. I came to a con conclusion that if I practiced Makawara karate strikes, I would be able to grab with five fingers in judo. Yeah, nice. As soon as I got home, I started Makawara strikes. After I practiced it every day for three months, I found my hands grabbing my opponent's dogi firmly with five fingers. I discovered many things only after I struck a Makawara. I thought that that's the for anyone who don't know that's the old fucking start of John Wick Four, the board yeah. with the wood plank on it, and you're just punching it. Karate style, bro. Uh, but imagine on. the fucking arthritis he had. Not like arthritis, but like the the tendon injuries and that. From oh, doing yeah. nine hours of judo a day. Yeah. And before that, he was doing going light, going six and three hours at a yeah. time. Do you know what I mean? His hands must have been in a, like a bear claw shape forever. And then he's still hitting and the And then his like, thumbs wouldn't it. shut. And then he's like just beating his hands into shape. Like, yeah, I can. <laughs> I can still grab <laughs> a little. <laughs> I thought that those who were trained in judo would have strong fingertips, elbow, wrists and fists. But when I actually struck the Makawara, my fingertips, elbow, wrists and fists all hurt numbingly. <laughs> Such weak fingertips, elbow, wrists and fists are useless. <laughs> it's like a motherfucking Dr. Seuss novel. <laughs> I do not like these wrists that flip. I do not like these digits. <laughs> that man, that is actually a wild paragraph to read. Let's do that again. <laughs> but when I actually struck the Makawara, my fingertips, elbow, wrists and fists all hurt numbingly. Such weak fingertips, elbow, wrists and fists are useless in pulling the opponent or controlling the opponent or using elbows or wrists. Nice. Or fists. <laughs> when you're wristing your fist. I therefore slammed these weak parts onto Makawara and strengthened them in preparation for bouts. I struck Yeah, that's something on. like I've, like I don't do it anymore, but yeah. doing, like put your wrist flat on the floor for a press up, like your palms facing upwards. Oh, I don't it's do it for a push-up. It's the most mental but shit. But I do it for a stretch for my forearms, after mm. a forearm one. Yeah. It's a good one for a forearm stretch, bro. But just try it. Just, like, I see it on Drunken Master, just a flat <laughs> wrist. It's just wrist like, it's the most yourself painful on a push-up is what you're saying. Yeah? You're wrist locking yourself on a push-up. No, it's like you're pushing a shield. Oh, god damn. Oh, okay, yeah, it's I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's also like a wrist lock. Yeah. <laughs> Opposite of a wrist lock. I therefore slam these weak parts into Makawara and strengthen them in pre pre preparation for bouts. I struck Makawara with knife hand, backhand, and thrust four fingers into a sandbox. He's Thanks. going real yeah. karate. The sandbox is the shit. I did this a thousand times a day. In this way, I developed still like strong hands. Later, <laughs> still like strong hands. Later, <laughs> <laughs> Later on, I got interested in karate and learned Shorinji Ryu. So that's Shotokan. Under the guidance of Master Funakoshi for a little over two years. Blame. I don't think he's met. Oh, okay, he's about to meet a Miss Masiyama yeah, Rob. Boy. After this, I learned Goju Ru karate from Master So, who was a great master of Goju Ru. Goju Ru's a little bit harder than Shotokan. And he's making his way up. Yeah, and eventually became an assistant instructor in his dojo. 
So Masayama, who was seven years junior to Kimura, practiced karate in these dojo during the same period. Oh, shit, son. After I finished judo practice... Oh, yeah, here's a picture of the boys together. Kimura on the left, Masayama on the right, bro. Yeah, boy. It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a sick one. I like Masayama wearing the leather jacket, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just a tough guy. <laughs> After I finished judo practice at Takashuku University, I went to Kodokan and practiced with top members of Meiji University, Waseda University, Tokyo Police and Ministry of Rural Affairs. I slammed 23 or 24 4th or 5th Dan tough men one after another and attacked them freely. Every day at Tokyo Police and Kodokan, about 10 men had a concussion and lost consciousness caused by my Hosotagare. Fucking hell. He was just a Kumite master, bro. This <laughs> is just... where fucking Masayama must have got the idea. <laughs> Watching him tear through whole divisions. This probably is where he got the idea, yeah. isn't it? Just watch Kimura. These are the gyms he grew up in, yeah. where this is how everyone was acting, yeah. and Kimura was the only fucking absolute monster Weapon. out of all of them. Many of them eventually started to beg me not to use Soto Gare. Shit, man. You can't just be turning up and giving 10 men a night concussions. Yeah. You can't be doing that. That's just rude, bro. Well, better learn not to land on your head then. <laughs> this is a dojo smash. In spring 1940, I was seeded to enter Ten- Tenran Shiai. It's a championship in attendance by the emperor. Oh. Yeah, bro. Tenran Shia I was... like sumo. Tenran... Well, apparently this one like judo, bro. Good man. He is the, he's the World War II emperor. Oh, sick. He's the <laughs> nutcase. Tenran Shiai was held on June 18th and 19th. My first opponent was 22-year-old Ogata Fifthan of Japan Physical Education University. He was good at Sakusuri Komigoshi, Osotogari, and Kouchigari. Soon after the bout started, he attempted left Surikomi Goshi in sequence. He then delivered Kouchi Gary and Ochi Gary. I pulled him toward me to demobilize him. He tried to move, I then let go of him momentarily. He thought he found an opening and immediately attempted a low Surikomi Goshi. When I reversed this, he got slammed hard on Tatami, which resulted in an Ippon. Nice. In the second bout, I faced Kouchi Takamura, an active Navy officer, out here fighting military men and cops every day. Yeah, boy. Immediately before the bout, Mr. Akira Otani, who was my Sheehan, shit, at Tokushoku University and the winner of Tenran Shiai held in 33, walked up to me and said, Takamura is a master of Taitoshi. You've eaten four times in a row with Taitoshi. Be careful. Finish him quickly. <laughs> I'd never practiced with Takamura. When he pulled his right leg backward a little bit, I delivered Ochi Gary. I scored Wazari when he returned to the centre of the platform and the bout was restarted. I attempted Osotogari and scored Ippon. The bout ended in 1 minute 35 seconds. The third opponent was Isao Utati, fifth down from Kyoto. He was much taller and heavier than I and had formidable skills. He first pushed my chest with his hands, gave him the old fucking pub push yeah. you gotta throw that in sometimes a little fake before a level change so yeah, you're gonna have to go it. react he then attacked me with Osoto Gari attacked him with his own throw bruv I was trying to find out what technique he was trying to attempt at what timing I held my hip low so that I could hold balance against my t- any type of attack I attempted Osoto Gari myself but he dodged it past the 4 minute 35 second mark I delivered Osoto Gari again he 
pulled his right leg backwards and resisted the pressure of Osogari while arching his whole body. But I applied my weight over him and changed from Osogari to Osoto Otoshi. Then fell onto the floor head first. Nice. Ippon. Ippon! So you just smashed the whole tournament. You just smashed the whole Straight tournament. Straight Ippons nearly. In front of the Emperor. Yeah, boy. During the Emperor's World thinking, War II. should we just fucking drop him on Pearl Harbor? <laughs> <laughs> In the first bout of semi final, Takahiko Ishikawa, fifth down, defeated Ryokichi Hirata, sixth down by dominance. In the second bout of semi final, I faced Hiroshi, fifth down. I'd beat him twice before by dominance. I decided to score Ippon from him this time. As soon as we got hold of each other, I attempted, attempted Osotogari. Hiroshi defended this well, returned the offence with left and right Harai Goshi. I counted these my Goshi and repelled him. Hiroso then delivered Ouchigari, but it collided with my Sotogari, and we both fell together. Lol. <laughs> That's quite funny, bro. I tried to initiate Niwaza, but Hiroshi stood up. Again, someone's trying the jujitsu on you. Just stand up on him. Kimura saying, just stand up. I attempted a Sotogari for the third time, but had no effect, and we got out of the platform. Attempted at Sotogari for the fourth time with full force. God damn, he's cheese master in this move. He quickly pulled his right leg backward and resisted the pressure. I then changed to a Soto Otoshi and applied my body weight over him. He fell to the floor head first. I scored Hippon later on when I met him and the topic got to ten Ranchii. He said, since I'd heard that you were training six hours a day, I trained six and a half. Punk. <laughs> Punk don't know about the nine hours. Yeah. I thought I was ready to beat you. I did not even imagine that you were training as much as nine hours a day. There's a photo of the throw. There's a little photo of the throw for you, bro. Oh, deep in that throw, boy. Deep in that throw. In final, I faced Ishikawa, fifth down. He was taller and heavier than I, but I had beaten him twice by Ippon with two or three minutes before. In those days, my main answers for Shiai were Surikomi Goshi, Ouchi Gari, Ippon Sio, Oku Ariyashi Barai, Diashi Barai, Ogoshi, Harai Goshi, and Osotogari. Applied, for example, Osotogari in a different manner depending on whether the opponent was large or small, and whether the opponent used the left or right variation grip. Therefore, I was able to adjust my technique to any type of opponent. Weakness can be turned into strength by research. Weakness and strength are not at opposing poles, but are adjacent to each other, separated by a sheet of paper. Oy. That's a good bit. That's good, isn't it? The final started. Ishika, uh, Ishikawa fifth down grabbed my back lapel with his right hand. He then pulled his right elbow. I cut this grip by force. Next moment, I grabbed his left sleeve with my right hand, dropped my hip and initiated Ipponcio. Ishikawa had anticipated this move and had already bent his right knee. He hopped to my right side and invaded my Ipponcio, but I watched how he hopped in this moment. The next attack method flashed in my head. This dude is fucking living life as a cartoon, bro. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For Proper, real. Like, ca- main character energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kept the hold of my back lapel. I tapped in the on CI again, but this time I stepped in less than last time. He hopped again to evade the on CI. However, my right palm had been pressed on his right kneecap at the moment. His total body weight got loaded onto his right leg using the right wood momentum he generated when he hopped to the right. I rolled him in the forward, rightward direction. I scored Ippon, 42 sec mark. Sounds like he hit him with the knee tap, bruv. Yeah, so he tempted him to go one way and then 
used his over exaggeration to the right and yeah with a little knee tap which you could do back in the days you know you can't leg grab now but yeah back in yeah, the day some of the other could. ones you were saying earlier yeah like Ashies, i think Ashley yeah. barai i think they're more like wrestling takedowns as well yeah that's it that's it it's like a belly to belly one but yeah he was doing them back then still so what it, so if there was no judo in the olympics you could have gone for roman greco yeah 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 for real that would have been easy enough just learn how to not use a jacket yeah but the jacket just get danaher yeah just get danaher eddie bravo funny enough bro we was watching isn't that weird we was watching kimura clips and it automatically went to a danaher podcast Mm. it's the same maybe that's i actually know i don't i don't doubt doubt kimura was as you know same way as yeah he probably didn't like trains as much i mean yeah After I graduated from Takashuko University in March 1941, I remained in the university as an assistant in the Department of Martial Arts. Because of my achievement during my student days, I was paid a salary higher than full professor's salary. He's getting paid to be a judo professor, bro. Yeah, boy. It's like those American universities where all their funding goes to the football team. It's all going to the they, judo team. Yeah, they got... We, our judo fucking coach has won every championship in front of the emperor ever. Yeah, He's a true. fucking monster send your kids here he's literally is like and then they're like we need new crayons in the art department they're like shut the fuck up <laughs> we've got a 20,000 seat arena to build here and I'm not feeling your positivity <laughs> we got to feed Kimura do you know how many fucking push ups <laughs> yeah. this geezer's doing yeah do you know how many fucking have you seen have you seen him bunny hopping out in the court <laughs> yeah. we've got so many carrots we've got to give this motherfucker after he bunny hops <laughs> How, oh yeah, he's getting paid higher than a full professor's salary as well. So yeah, that's 100% what's going on. Who's the big quarterback? However, since I was scheduled to join the military eight months later... Bam, bam, bam. Oh, he's getting drafted. He's about to head over. over. I, reigned the univer- I resigned the university in November 1941 and returned to my home in Kumamoto. On January 11th, 1942, I entered a Mackie Air Defense Unit. One day there was an announcement that a master of judo, uh, Jukendo, so is a... Uh, they wear the helmets, don't they? Kujo and Jukendo. Uh, no, it's martial art for using bayonet. Oh. Created exclusive for the military I use. I thought it was a crossover where they, did, like, they do the Aikido throws with the swords. No, they use the same kendo shit. So like, that, like, wear all the kendo shit. But their weapon is a weapon shaped like a military rifle conjoined with a bayonet. Oh, cool. Yeah. Kudo Bayo, is it called? It is called Jukendo. Jukendo. Yeah. And so this top Jukendo dude has just been told that he's about to... Jukendo. 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 how to juke a man. How to juke a man. translates the (laughs) juke up though. So there was an announcement that a master of how to juke a dude, um, he's regarded as number one in Japan and was eighth Dan. That's just rude. Don't say that in front of Kimura. No, at this. He was number one at this, at Jukendo. Oh, right. Yeah. I thought everyone was like, he's number one in the whole country. Nah, nah. Him and Masayama brings you down to third, bitch. <laughs> he's like, ten hours! <laughs> <laughs> While in the military still. Yeah. All the members of the unit got together in the field at 1pm to receive instruction from Mr. Y. He explained the basics. Oh, he's only dropping a, fu- uh, a fucking name like this, bro. You know that this means he fucked Mr. him up. Mr. Y. No, Mr. Y. The letter Y. Oh, yeah, it's like a guy who got humiliated. <laughs> he explained the basics of thrust and defense. He then looked around us and said, any volunteer for practice with me, come forward without any reservation. No Native Americans then. 
but nobody came forward. If I engaged in a match with such a master, I would get humiliated or could get killed, men around me whispered. Suddenly, Captain called my name. Now I cannot retreat. In it. I walked up to the master as slowly as possible to buy, to, uh, buy time and come up with a workable strategy. If I engage in a bayonet combat, there is no way I can win. It would be like a fight between an adult and a child, since I had never held a wooden gun in my life. We bowed to each other and held the wooden gun toward each other. I tensed up. The instructor said, thrust, thrust, come on, what's the matter? I knew I would lose as soon as I thrust the gun at him, so I waited for the right moment for the attack. I fainted a thrust and then threw the wooden gun at his face with full force. At that moment, he deflected the wooden gun. I tackled at his knees, fell to the ground, I mounted on his chest, removed his face card despite his shouting, wait, wait, and tried to deliver a finishing blow to his face. <laughs> he double leg the jab. Yeah, he fucking Chuck Liddell that shit. Yeah, he threw the rifle at him and hit yeah. him with the double leg, then got on top and started tearing his mask off like a fucking animal. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fair play, bro. Boxing with a bear, cuz. Yeah, he is. I thought you said you're the best in the country. This shit. Yeah, that's it. And he just fucking tore you up. And you called me out. He did call. Well, no, the captain called him out. So, someone called him out. The hierarchy it called feels, him out. Yeah, it feels arranged. <laughs> Stop. Put me on the spot. Stop, stop, it's over. Captain stepped in and separated us, but it was clear that I won the fight. Yeah, I think so, bruv. <laughs> Quite yeah. clear. We knew you was going to win it when you started calling him Mr. Y. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, why, why, why? <laughs> the whole time after that. <laughs> the master looks as if he had not understood what happened to him, dropped his head and left the scene. If I had lost the match, I might not be here today. One day an announcement, if you wish to go to the battlefield, report to the captain, was posted. I volunteered. Yeah, boy. Special five-day vacation was given to all the volunteers. I went back to my parents' house. After I returned from the vacation, captain of the unit called me. He said, I've known about your achievement in judo. I like judo too, and often practiced in Kodokan. Compared with you, I must be like a kid, but still got the fourth down. He poured whiskey into a glass and continued. The match you did with the Jukendo master was very interesting. First, nobody stepped forward. I knew nobody had a chance against him since he was the best master in the country. But if nobody volunteered, the dignity of our unit would be tarnished. So even though I thought I would be discourteous to you, I picked you. But once the match started, I got badly shaken when I saw your posture since you looked like a complete novice. Yes, that is right. I've never grabbed a wooden gun. I thought so, but I did not even imagine the tactics you used. I felt like bowing to you, thinking after all a man who excels in one art is different from others. After the match, Mr. Y came to me and asked, who in the world is he? Mm -hmm. I then told him about your achievements. He was deeply impressed, saying no wonder he is the number one judo master in the world. Oy. He's getting recognition during the world war, bruv. Yeah. The, like, this is like that scene in fucking Kuroobi. They take over the dojo to the best one, force them to train us, the soldiers. Yeah, 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 so yeah. that sort of fucked up era. It's fucking... That is some wild shit as well. Because, man, look, I know everyone, obviously, the big bad Nazis of World War Two, but Japan were pretty fucking naughty during that war. Nah, they were right. <laughs> as historians we don't focus on that <laughs> there was one bad guy otherwise it gets too complicated <laughs> otherwise you start thinking maybe everyone at this time was just a bad guy yeah yeah <laughs> fair. fair he then paused and turned his eyes downward engaging in thought 
He continued, this is a super top secret, so do not tell this to anyone. He's mm. telling the whole world, bruv. <laughs> Kimura, you're fucking the base here, bruv. Loose lips, brother. He lowered his voice tone and said, do you really want to go to the battlefield? Yes, absolutely, no Kimura said. Really? But that's a problem. I had no idea about uh, what the problem was. You will be sent to the Solomon Islands, he said. They're ours. It is <laughs> oh, they're being not a bit. See, they're being rude to hear us, bro. <laughs> it is certain that B-29s will be waiting for our unit. Our plan is absolutely reckless. All the members on board will perish in the ocean. Don't you think it's better to use your talent in judo and work for the benefit of your country instead of wasting your life on the battlefield? I think that is the right thing for you. Do you still want to go to the battlefield? I replied. Yeah. Yeah, for I Japan, do. bro. Suddenly his tone of voice changed. My order is Emperor's orders. You are not allowed to go. Motherfucker. The Emperor ordered that Kamora yeah. is not allowed to on the battlefield, bro. That's shit. That's like not playing your queen in chess. Yeah. It's being too scared of losing your queen. Yeah. What if it's just what you need? What if it's exactly what you need? A little touch checkmate and that. But I don't think, to be fair, right, Kamora's a bad man, but I don't think he's taking on a fucking uh, B-29 bomber, bruv. You never know until you find out. He's got. He's lived an anime life up until now. That would be he the old man. He would have thrown a rock at him, I'll say. <laughs> he would have thrown a wooden bayonet all the way up there. <laughs> he would have got someone to throw... He would have got into a cannon of a ship and yeah. got shot out the cannon. And, and judo the B-29 yeah. to the Pulled floor. Both his wings into like a, a gee choke. Ah, right down to the floor. That's exactly what would have happened, bro. This is this, this, this the speciality is hitting people with the earth. <laughs> you think a fucking aeroplane's any different? That's the best thing. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. <laughs> After all, it became an order. I had to follow his order. I said I will withdraw my volunteer application. He then said, "Very good, very good." He well, what about my fucking five days holiday, boy? He got already got his five days holiday. Oh, sweet. Yeah, this happened when he came back. Oh, nice. That's the best fucking option, isn't it? He's Later like, on, I'm gonna I see that bird from back home for the weekend. Yeah, and then came back and they were it's like, "Worth my life." <laughs> <laughs> and then he came back and then they was like, "Yeah, Emperor said you can't go, bro." Mm. He's got to be one of the last people to get that fucking mythical thing. He just thing. told the birds as well, "Might never see you again." <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving tomorrow on that battleship. <laughs> now he's thinking, "Fuck, yeah. fuck." Oh yeah, fuck. You went roaring all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see where we got to. Oh, yes, a very, very good, the dude murmured. Later on, I heard that the transportation ship unit I was going to get on board was discovered by B-29s immediately before reaching Solomon Islands, had oil scattered over the entire deck, received numerous bombs, and was engulfed in flames. Fuck me. Of over 500 and several 10 members, only one of them survived and managed to swim to a nearby island despite a severe burn. Shit. So I don't think he... Matt, maybe that one guy was meant to be Kimura. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking as well. He would have been like, what a cunt. That was my place. I was meant to be last man standing on that boat. <laughs> Imagine I look good there, look on my CV. In retrospect, I owe my life to this captain. Judo moved him and saved my life. Yeah. I got married on July 1st, 1945. That day at night, 300B29s suddenly attacked my town. Fuck. Fuck, 300 fucking airships. Is this where he gets that Dan Gable? Is this where he fucking wrestles a plane up the sky? 
Yeah. Thundering sounds of machine guns sweep and the sound of explosion woke me up. Ran down the stairs, pulled and lifted two straw mats to create a shield and hid my parents and wife underneath the mats. Don't know if straw's going to stop machine gun bullets, bro. But Better I judged... than nothing. Huh? Better than nothing. It's more about not letting the women see cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I judged that being in the house was dangerous and took them into a nearby mulberry field while dodging bullets. Bombs exploded one after another. The town was engulfed in flames. People ran in panic. Children were crying and screaming with fear. My peaceful town was changed into a hell in a moment. No one wants to really go battle, bro. Fortunately, my family managed to escape the hell. Soon the war ended. He's not saying how. Yeah. In November 1945. We all know how. There's a new movie about it. It was just far more. enough that he was doing schmores. <laughs> he got a five millisecond schmore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> First microwave. Yeah. Great Japan Butakukai was ordered to close. And judo and kendo were banned. No more fucking being cool, guys. No more being cool. You went too far with the old martial arts. <laughs> and now look. We had to hit you with a fucking exploding sun to be like, stop it. Yeah. Stop being so fucking deadly. Land of the rising sun. Yeah. I always find, like, their map has been a fucking nuke this whole time. Yeah, Not their yeah. Map, their flag. Their flag. The imperial Japanese flag, the, the rising destiny. sun flag. It was a destiny, wasn't it? That's wild, actually. It's Japanese as fuck, son. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Full of wisdom and that. Yeah, fuck. They knew. They I think knew. they just see it. As, like, they didn't know, no. Like, they, didn't, yeah, they yeah. weren't waiting for it to happen, but when it happened, they were like... <laughs> Who knew, eh? <laughs> Just didn't that look... Oh, fuck, no, anyway. And, uh, yeah, so I can't believe they banned it. Too. Actually, no, I can't believe they banned it after World War Two. Yeah. Boy, there's no more sword and fucking throw practicing. Yeah. It's like, are you sure there's no other ninjas living on islands <laughs> that are going to be there for another 20, 30 years? <laughs> Everyone's back, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Found everyone, yeah. Really simple, simple task that was. How With all this that... martial arts that we do, we've got a good discipline. <laughs> I'm sure they're not dug in somewhere being disciplined. Like, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> just don't go there. How many dudes did they find in the end uh, over time? There was like, that I know of, anyway, off the top of my head, I haven't probably looked into it. There's yeah. like three separate times. Yeah, three separate times. Like, happened. Like, one found... was like really late. One was yeah. like maybe mid 80s. Yeah, or 70s or something yeah. like that. But they then found... there's been a couple. Yeah, and they found old Japanese dude just living on islands. Yeah, living off berries and monkey meat and that. Yeah. Just, just like living in his last position in the South Pacific Sea. That's it, thinking that Imperial Japan is still mm. popping off. Yeah. That's wild, bro. That's some dedication, in it? But they're like the Paradise Islands, isn't it? Do you reckon these dudes... Flowers. These are just Japanese dudes who love trains? Yeah, big time. Yeah. They were locked in. Yeah, yeah, they are locked in. They were fucking Special Olympics black belts, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the summer of 1946, a jeep stopped in front of my house. A number of curious neighbours gathered around my house. It was MP's jeep. In those days, every Japanese was afraid of MP, military police. Yeah. Knowing what brought the Give military police jeep, I watched them get off the jeep thinking, the time has finally come. I do not care about what happens to me. But I did not see any mean look in their faces. Rather, they were smiling and looking friendly. The interpreter said, this is Captain Shepard proper yank pointing at one of the men and introduced the other a military police to me they presented two super huge cakes to me and said if you do not mind we would like you to come to the military police headquarters with us through the interpreter i did not understand their intention 
sat in the back of the Jeep and recalled a week old incident. So he sat in the back of the Jeep and probably started eating, munching some cake. Or stand at the end of a line of 60 or 70 people waiting for a train at the Mukakimachi station and was reading a paperback. Suddenly, four military men, police, uh, military policemen passed through the line nearby me forcibly. When I turned my eyes to them, I found them shouting, Jap, Jap, repeatedly. Bit harsh. One of them grabbed the Japanese man at the front of the line by collar, pulled the Japanese man toward him. He then made a ring with the pointing finger and the thumb and struck the nose of the Jap- Japanese man with the flipped pointing finger with full force. The man covered flicked his... Flicked him in the nose. Yeah. <laughs> he over-explained that. He did, didn't he? Yeah, he gave him a proper flick in the nose. Bing! Hey, Jew boy! <laughs> I mean, a Jap boy! <laughs> Oops. The man covered his nose with his... Well, yeah, I see how he messed it. Freud didn't slip. The man covered his nose with his hands and stopped me down from the pain. The MP men did this to everyone on the line, uh, on the line one by inclu- one, including women. Oh, what a cunt. He's inflic- literally flicking every chavy on the nose. And everyone's just taking it. He's like, yeah. what's that on your shirt? And I have to pretend that there's something on their shirt. <laughs> Make it convincing. <laughs> Ping! Hey, you, what's that on your shirt? <laughs> Fucking. When someone did not stoop. Patriots don't <laughs> <laughs> When someone did not stoop down, they delivered another strike. My turn was approaching. While I was wondering about what to do, my turn came. One of the MP men extended his arm, trying to grab my lapel. I struck his hand with full force. The facial sh- expression changed suddenly. Just got slapped by Bigfoot. <laughs> Feels like he just got kicked in the arm. No, I swear he just pushed me. The four military uh, police men surrounded me and took me to the middle of Nakaroko Bridge nearby the station. This was not an ordinary fight to me. I had to win this fight to defend the honour of judo. Yeah, boy. I was thinking more just win this fight to survive, bro. Yeah, to not get executed. <laughs> One of them suddenly threw a right straight at my face. I blocked the punch with my left arm and kicked him in the groin with full force. He crumbled on the spot. When I turned back my head, another huge military police extended his arms and attacked me, trying to grab me from behind. I then hit his right arm hard with knife hand and then threw him into the river by Sienagi. Yo! (laughs) Oh, bro. Disarming karate chop and then a fucking power throw, bro. You can't beat it. Into Into the river. river. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. He's doing this like a proper street fighter fucking moment. Yeah, this you know is what like, I mean? This is better than John milita- Wick. Yeah, innit? Fighting the military police and shit. This is dope. The other two were watching the scene in amazement, but charged at me one by one. I delivered a headbutt into the face of the third man. He was knocked out. I disposed of the last man. You ready? By squeezing his balls with full force. Oh, yes. <laughs> and twisting. No, he didn't say and twisting, yeah. but still. The old nutcut. <laughs> Ever since I was in junior high, I haven't been called the master groin squeezer and had absolute confidence in this technique. <laughs> He's the OG or checker. If you've got your fucking belt in the wrong position, they'll give you a squeeze. If the ref can't see, it's getting squeezed. <laughs> Isn't it? Bruv, dirty. I'd asked all the audience uh, to keep it quiet since I would be in a big trouble if the news got to the military police supervisors. But yeah. Somebody must have leaked the news. Motherfucking snitches. Snitches everywhere, bro. But my concern turned out to be unnecessary. When I got the um, when I got to the military police headquarter, Captain Shepard said, "Thank you for punishing the rogue military police. They are the worst ones in our unit. They have sexually assaulted women, ate and drank without paying, threatened people with a pistol. We're about to be forced to punish them. They're all so depressed after you beat them up. I'm truly thankful to you." Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, bro. I heard that you are the greatest judo master in Japan. I have a request to you. Could you teach us judo once or twice a week? Of course we will pay you. I myself am anxious to learn judo. It was a big surprise to me. After this, I taught judo to them once a week for one hour. Captain Shepard had first agreed to black belt one year later. Fuck off. Yeah, that's when he sold out. Do you know what I mean? They're He's selling, selling them back black belts to the military police. Yeah. Straight up selling black belts. It's not on, is it? Not really. Should have a little piss break, quick. Do you need a piss break? All right, then. Let's have a little piss break, bro. I could do it with a piss break, bro. The pisses and wrists. So we're back. Back with the bang. Back from a little piss break. Big man's just got the fucking... Military police job. Military contract. Yeah, that's it. He handed out his... boys, watered down judo. Yeah, handed out his first black belt to a Yankee. After a year as well, not cool. Yeah. It's not cool. He might have been a high school wrestler. Oh, yeah. Could could have been sick and shit. Mm. So let's go back to some pre-war stories. Kamora living in the post-apocalypse with the rangers in his ends. In those days, there was a black boxer named T. Just T? Just T. So you know this man again. Is a gangster. No, I think he's probably about to be embarrassed. But it's a black guy. Sometimes the gangsters just go by one letter. Maybe he's fighting Mr. T. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's Mr. T's uncle. Yeah. Before he got the whole Mr. title. Yeah. He was a big man weighing about 100 kilo. And had won a a pro title. He was the best boxer in the US Marine Corps. I'm no match to you in judo, but in boxing, you'll never beat me, he boasted. One day I practiced boxing with him. Since I was trained in karate, I thought, even though I cannot kick as in karate, it's similar to karate. You're still busting. So I'll be okay. But the result was miserable. Oh, he got fucking shown up. I took blows after blows. In a few minutes, my head started to ring and got knocked down. I also took a lot of body blows and I was completely groggy. Oh, shit. It was not even to be called a match since I closed my eyes even when his glove lightly passed in front of my eyes. This boxing practice was like a fight between an adult and a child. Oh, no, it's finally happened. I covered my aching head and body and thought if I did not know this type of fighting in addition to judo, I would not be able to defend myself from danger. Yeah. This is sick. This geezer's going... Yeah, every day. Every day, bro. He's making MMA. After this, I asked him to give me boxing instruction twice a week. Mm. But the boxing instruction was a rough one, which I only got uh, I got only beaten up in a one-sided manner. One day, the state of taking so many blows really got to my nerves that I blocked his right punch with my left arm, lifted him up for Nippon CO and tried to slam him onto the mat. He then said, no judo, no, no, with a pathetic tone of voice. So I took him down safely to the floor. Yeah. This practice lasted for one year. Thanks to my effort, I became able to go 40 to 60 with him. Of course, I was the 40. In November 1945, all school judo was... I doubt he could have gone 40-60 with him. I reckon the guy was still being nice. Didn't want to get thrown and shit. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because that was the one time he picked him up. Made yeah. him look like a bitch because he's scared of judo. Yeah. And then after that, he's like, ah, let him fucking... Let's just not kick his head in every day. Yeah, that's it. In November 1945, all school judo was banned. And in November 1946, Great Japan Butakukai got shut down permanently. On July 1st, 1947, West Japan Judo Championship was held in Fukuoka. At Fukuoka, I beat Yasuichi Matsumoto in the final and won the championship. On March 15th, 1948, Kushu vs. Kansai Championship was held in Fukuoka. 
In the final of the individual tournament, I faced Yasuichi Matsumoto again. I threw him by my original Nippon CO, in which both arms of opponent are locked. Mm. Shit, he did double whip on Sienagi Dem. Good gift rep, Sienagi. Yeah. His arm broke, making a snapping sound, and he oh. flew off out of the platform. Nice. He yeah. bounced him off, broke his arm, and he still fell off the platform. Yeah, I think he double whip on Sienagi off the platform, breaking his arms in the process. Ooh. Yeah, bruv. This guy's savage. <laughs> yeah, he's just a fucking monster. <laughs> on May 5th, 1949, second post-war All-Japan Championship was held. My first opponent was Terushi Hattori, sixth then. We thought all the judo record stuff was out. Mm-hmm. We thought he'd be done with all this. Yeah. <laughs> he was 170 centimetres and 110 kg. God damn. His speciality was Suri Komigoshi, Iponsio Koichigari, and Tayo Toshi. I was 170 centimetres and 86 kilograms. We both exhausted all the techniques we had, but round one ended in a draw. It's just like middleweight versus heavyweight now. Yeah, pretty much. In judo, too. Yeah, boy. And over time, I scored Okui Ashibarai, making him fall horizontally. When he became on all four trying to stand up, I caught his left arm in Udigarami and scored Ippon. Nice. My second opponent was Yoshi Amasawa, fifth dam from Chiba. He was a small man, but had the reputation of the greatest Ashiwaza master. The bout started, I tried to grab him, but he was very elusive. I stopped chasing him and stepped back. He advanced for a few steps, jumped him for a tackle. He was caught off guard and fell to the floor. Nice, another double leg. Another little double leg. Tried to get up immediately. What's but Ashiwaza? Is that what they called it? That yeah, Ashiwaza. No, the greatest Ashiwaza. I think it might be, actually. Yeah, Griff's fighting is Ashiwaza. I think you're right, actually. Yeah, I tried to grab him, but he was very, very elusive. Oh, right, yeah. I think that makes that makes a lot of sense, bro. And I think I've seen it before as well. Yeah, it's just like the warm-ups. They break them up. That's yeah. why I know these Niwaza and yeah. Bunkai and stuff like that. He tried to get up immediately, but I'd already initiated a Sakami. I scored Ippon by Kuzuri Kami Shiogatami. My third opponent was to Kahura Ito, 7th dam. He was over 197 metres and was good at Osotogari, Ouchigari, Uchimata and Ogoshi. I attacked him with Ouchigari and Sasai Surakumiyashi. He countered with Osotogari and Uchimata. I threw him by Ipponsio, but it was outside the platform. The bout went to overtime. I scored points by a successive Osotogari and Sienagi and won by dominance. But I opened my legs too wide when I executed Osotogari. And the left inner thigh muscles got torn. Causing oh. a big swell. God damn. Do you want to see the unit in uh, 49 winning that title? Yeah, boy. Absolute unit, bruv. Neck on him. Yeah, fuck. There's some headstands nine hours a day. In it. Neck and chest on him, geezer. In the final, I faced Takahiko Ishikawa, sixth down. The platform was small. When I attempted an attack, he quickly escaped outside the platform. Chief referee Kyuzo Mifune did not give Chui. I then tackled him down and attempted a Sokomi. But again, he escaped to outside. I then tried Sienagi, but he retreated and escaped to the outside again. It was like pushing against a curtain. After all, the bout went to overtime. I tackled him down again and caught him at no Sokomi, but he crawled out of the platform. This dude's running for the ropes each yeah, time. Yeah, it's like he's grabbing the bottom rope every time. Yeah. It's a shit fight. The second overtime started. I attempted Osotogari. His body, uh, body wobbled, but mainly managed to withstand the pressure and countered with Taitoshi. Shit. Four columns of the four corners of the platform got in the way. When I pushed him, he again escaped outside. Can't. In it. I followed him, uh, followed with Tachiwaza and Niwaza, but the time ran out after the second overtime. The judge's decision had to be rendered. I think it's the only judge's decision he's ever mm. had. The three judges all raised both red and white flags. It was a draw. Holy fuck. I don't think that's a draw. That sounds like some bullshit, cuz. Yeah, it's like one of them years where they change the rules just before the big competition, I reckon. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Giving him some real... This is a like, shitty one. Going folk wrestling. Yeah. 
On April 16, 1950, Pro Judo was started with 21 members. It was sponsored by a construction contractor named Mr. Takano. Construction contractor. Yeah. Pre-war Japan, Mr. Takano. Mm. I wonder, bruv. I wonder what risky business and tattoos this geezer had. You know it. In the final of the first tournament, I faced Toshi Yamaguchi Sikdan. I took him down by Osotogari and scored Ippon by Kazirukami Shihogatami in two Ooh. minutes. I became the first pro judo champion. At first, it was very popular, but after four or five months, the popularity dropped suddenly. Moreover, Takano Construction, which was our sponsor, started to lose profit. Uh-oh. Our pay started to decrease as Takano Construction started to fall. Eventually, we received no pay, which lasted about two months. In those days, my wife, Tamiko, was hospitalized for lung disease because of the serious food shortages in those days. Oh, shit. Most poverty-stricken people never survived the disease. I had no choice but to leave Pro Judo to save her. Nice. What's he going to do? Go and fucking fight Brazilians? One day, Yamaguchi yeah, bought the president of Matsuo Enterprise in Hawaii, who was a second-generation uh, Japanese-American. He asked me to demonstrate judo on eight Hawaii islands for three months. Yeah, boy. Yamaguchi Sakabe and I signed the contract, left Pro Judo. Six months after this, Pro Judo went out of business in Hawaii. Oh, fuck. Sakabe and Yamaguchi demonstrated judo self-defense, and I accepted challenge matches for ten men in a row. Just fighting chavis for money in Hawaii. This is gangster. This pleased residents of the island. Mm. Of course it fucking did. Yeah, boy, this is a smoker. Wherever we went, the arena was super-packed. Every town was talking about judo. It was no wonder since the Japanese, who were completely defeated in the war, tossed around and toyed with Americans. The business was a big success. Yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. day, bruv. Mm. This, is, this is when Maeda, Mitsuyu Maeda, was travelling around South America. Oh, he's teaching it in... And going down to Brazil and, and he's teaching, like, Gracie's older brother and things like that. Yeah. This is um, Helio's older brother. Oh, nice. This is literally those, those times when the Japanese are leaving... Japan and Japanese judo because it's dying over there and yeah. it's time to spread it. Yeah, that's pretty damn cool. Shooter box, the birth of shooter box. Pretty much, man. Pretty much. Uh, he went to Hawaii, obviously first, but Mitsu Maeda did South America and things like that. He slept with this lady, Pen, something Pen. <laughs> <laughs> Every town was talking about judo. It was no wonder since the. T- uh, oh yeah, I've already done that. Business was a big success and the three months ended quickly. Three days before the end of the three-month contract, a pro wrestling promoter, Earl Karasik, visited us at our hotel. He asked if us if we were interested in doing pro wrestling in the Civic Hall four times a month. Yeah, boy. The pay was about four million yen in today's value. Sakabe declined the offer, but I and Yamaguchi accepted it. Thanks to the money I earned in pro wrestling, I was able to buy expensive medicine for my wife. Oh, sweet. My wife recovered thanks to these medicines. Sick WWE saves the day again. <laughs> that, that's pretty damn cool. Like, you know what I mean? I only got Make a Wish Foundation. He he became the top judo geezer, and then was like, I've got to leave this this yeah. world I've created and this man I've become, or at least the official title bit, <clears throat> because he's still that man. He's yeah. Still, everyone knows he's the baddest beta. He's just not on contract with the judo boys anymore yeah. to save his wife. Still hardest chubby going. Mm. Other than Masayama, yeah, uh, I don't know. I reckon he gets. He's uh, in South America at the minute as well. Oh, he is chopping right, in Mexico, horns off chopping balls. horns off balls. Yeah, fuck. Proper karate that is. Yeah, man. God damn. South America didn't know what fucking it is. <laughs> all the Nazis moved there, yeah. and then all the fucking ninjas moved there. And like, what are we doing? Yeah. It's an anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just how we had to close all the storylines. Forties <laughs> was a mad anime, and now we got to fucking sort it all out 50s here. 50s South America must have been mental, bro. Yeah, just fucking not uh, ninjas and Nazis wandering about everywhere. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. 
After I returned from Hawaii, I went to Brazil by the invitation of Sao Paulo Shiniban, local Japanese newspaper company in Sao Paulo. Nice. Number one in Sao Paulo. Oh, yeah. Sao Paulo Shinban, which was in a slump, came up with an idea of doing pro wrestling to revive their business. The period of a contract was four months. The participants were I, Yamaguchi, and Kato, fifth Dan. Ooh. This enterprise was a big success. Wherever we went, the arena was super packed. This made President Mizuno of Sao Paulo Shinban very happy. Very happy, this one. <laughs> when we asked for a pay rise, he tripled our original pay on the spot. Ooh. Bad boy. I addition to pro wrestling, in addition to pro wrestling, we gave judo instruction wherever we went. This oh, cool. is where he reportedly gets kicked out of um, Japan. Invented judo seminars. Well, no, apparently this is, yeah, pretty much. But Everywhere this is also, travel or go what, visit the local dojo. <laughs> <laughs> apparently this is where he gets kicked out of ju- the Japanese judo associations as well. Oh, Or after it. this, because he starts grading people outside of Japan yeah. and things like that. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Original bad man. One day, Helio Gracie, judo sixth dan issued a challenge to us. The rule of the bout was different from that of judo or pro wrestling. The winner was decided by submission only. Yeah, boy. No matter how cleanly a throw is executed or how long Osoku Kumi lasts, it does not count. He no issued... time limit, sub only. Yeah, no, no time limits, we fight to the death. That's what that is. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter how hard you throw me. If I'm still there, yeah. if I'm still able to fight back and I can choke you out, the fight goes on. So really, Helio came in with the dope rules. Yeah. He issued a challenge to Kato, fifth down first. The gong rang. Kato was in good condition, and he threw Helio a number of times. Mm. However, past 15-minute mark, I started to see frustration in Kato's face. And Helio is what, fucking 60 kilo? Yeah, he's a light guy. <laughs> he's tiny, and he's fucking with these heavyweights. Yeah. The throws had no damage on Helio, since the mat was soft. Oh, yeah. At 30-minute mark, it was evident that Kato was tired. What's the matter, Kato? Go to Niwaza. Don't stand up. Japanese audience yelled. Kato then threw Helio down by Osotogari, mounted Helio, and started Juji uh, Shine. The audience roared with excitement, but as I watched carefully, Helio was also applying a choke from below. Oh, shit. They were, yeah, they were trying to choke out each other. This lasted about three or four minutes. Kato's far- face started to turn pale. I shouted, Stop! to the referee and jumped into the ring. When Helio released his hands, Kato collapsed onto the mat face first. <laughs> Two days after this bout, I saw Helio's students marching down a city street carrying a coffin. They were shouting, dead Japanese judoka, Kato is in his coffin. He got killed by Helio. We ask your support for judo master Helio Gracie. Fucking little trash bags. <laughs> That's not very fucking disciplined, is it? No, nah, it's disrespectful as fuck, innit? Yeah, it's rude. Now you're going to fire up Kimura. That's and it. you're going to get fucking chicken wings, one brother at a time. <laughs> After this bout, the popularity of our pro wrestling show declined rapidly. Yeah, because it showed them up. Yeah. The Japanese whom we encountered on the street murmured, they must be phonies losing in such a pathetic manner. Oh. Helio issued another challenge, this time to Yamaguchi. President Mizono of Sao Paulo newspaper also begged, Mr. Yamaguchi, please ki- kill Helio this time. <laughs> please, you must kill him. But Yama- Is that Mr. Mizuno who makes the geese? Oh, shit. And the rugby gear? Mis- mis- uh, Mizu, Uno. Yeah, yeah, Mizuno. Yeah. A, their geese are fucking tremendous. Yeah, really? They're like super heavyweight geese. Probably is the same geezer, you know. They make rugby gear as well. Yeah, probably is the same geezer. But Yamaguchi seemed reluctant and asked, let me think for one night. He fought a judo match under the Japanese rule. Uh, if he fought a judo match under the Japanese rule, Yamaguchi is superior to Helio, both in Tachiwaza and Niwaza. Yeah, but lads, the fight can still go. 
you can throw a Chavi all day, but if he's still got fight in him, you know what I mean? You've yeah. got to throw him, then you finish him. you got to throw him, him and then like throws that land in scarf, proper wind the shit out of you. Yeah. And then you put the pressure on so they can't breathe again. Then you got to That's choke the him. That's the only, like, then you gotta, judo tap. You've got to finish him, do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's no point just going for that, shall I mean? Yeah. The wind in tap. Yeah. You've got to learn some wrist locks. But under the Brazilian rule, if Helio got pinned on the ground, all he has to do is to stay calm and be cautious not to get caught in a choke or a joint lock. Yeah. yeah. And remain still till the time runs out. There's no time, bro. Helio could fight to a draw in this way. If he used this tactic, it would be difficult for Yamaguchi to make Helio surrender. I then said to Yamaguchi, do not bother to come up with a plan to make Helio submit. I will accept the challenge. <laughs> After the day of the bout, we continue pro wrestling shows every other day. Three days before the bout, local newspaper had a big headline. Until the day of the bout, sorry. We continue pro wrestling shows um, every other day. Three days before the bout, local newspaper had a big headline saying Kimura is not a Japanese. He seems to be a Cambodian. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Helio cannot fight a fake Japanese. I was surprised to see it. I rushed to the embassy of Japan with my passport and got proof that I am Japanese. <laughs> 20,000 people came to see the bout, including the president of Brazil. Nice. Helio was a hunt, and you can still see this tape, uh, on, uh, watch this fight on YouTube. Yeah, it lasts for ages, doesn't it? Yeah, it does last a while. Helio was 180, 70, 180 centimetres and 80 kilograms, so not as small as we thought. Yeah. When I entered the stadium, I found a coffin. I asked what it was. I was told, this is for Kimura. Helio brought this in. So I'm 110 kilo, bitch. That won't fit me. You better put your scrawny little fucking old man in there. It was so funny Skit. that it was so funny that I almost burst into laughter. Ah, uh, yes. As I approached the ring, raw eggs were thrown at me. They probably don't like him. Down yeah, there. they're probably being rude with him, bro. This is yeah. no respect at all. This is no way to treat a karate man, especially no. when he knows fucking Kaioken since he was like year nine. Yeah, this dude learned the Kaioken, bro. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, I forgot that. He actually turned red and shit meditating. Yeah. And he heard, and he's fucking met Masayama. Yeah. He's trained at Kano school. Yeah. He well, yeah, yeah. He's been champ in and out three times. Japan national times. And he knows boxing and karate now. Yeah. He fucked up his fucking. A bayonet master in the military. Yeah, the emperor forbade him to go uh, to go onto a ship that's going to get bombed. There's not anyone he hadn't given it to and come off better. Yeah, this is. It's only competitions he's been hurt, and no one's better than him at judo anymore. This is fucking rude, isn't it? This is rude as shit. Raw eggs were thrown at me. The gong rang. Helio grabbed me in both lapels and attacked me with our Sotogari and Kauchigari, but they did not move me at all. God, pulling little bitch. Now it's my turn. I blew him away up in the air by Uchigari, Harai Goshi, Uchimata, Ipponsai. At about 10 minute mark, I threw him by Osotogari. I intended to cause a concussion. Yeah. But since the mat He's was... going to beat him to death with the ring. Yeah. But the mats are too padded for That's these guard pulling bitches. But since the mat was so soft that it did not have much of an impact, while continuing to throw him, I was thinking of a finishing method. I threw him by Osotogari again. As soon as Hideo fell, I pinned him by Kozikami Shitogatami. I held still for two or three minutes and then tried to smother him by belly. <laughs> Helio shook his head trying to breathe. He could t not take it any longer and tried to push me up my body, extending his left arm. That moment, I grabbed his left wrist with my right hand and twisted up his arm. I applied Udi Garami. I thought he would surrender immediately. It's Japanese chicken wing. But Helio would not tap the mat. I had no choice but to keep on twisting the arm. Yeah, boy. The stadium became quiet. The bone of his arm was coming close to the breaking point. Finally, the sound of bone breaking echoed throughout the stadium. Ooh. Helio still did not surrender. 
just did some more then, boy. His left arm was already powerless. Under this rule, I had no choice but to twist the arm again. <laughs> there was plenty of time left. I twisted the left arm again. Another bone was broken. <laughs> Helio still did not tap. When I tried to twist the arm once more, a white towel was thrown in. <laughs> I won by TKO. My hand was raised high. Japanese Brazilians rushed into the ring and tossed me up in the air. On the other hand, Helio let his left arm hang and looked very sta- sad, withstanding the pain. <laughs> Tough cunt though, old Helio. Yeah, there. fuck me. Do you know what I mean? As much as we're totally Team Kimura in this fight. Yeah. Hilo is a we tough son of a bitch. Fucking old country. Nah, that's it. Obviously, I'm not a fucking brown belt in judo. I'm a brown belt in jujitsu. Yeah. But still, I've got to say Kimura on this fight. Just the yeah. Donny. Do you know what I mean? And he's like an originator. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's always been Brazil, Japan. Up yeah. until America started getting involved. That's it, that's it. Before like, MMA was worldwide. Yeah. Before then, it was Brazil, Japan. Yeah, yeah. Flat out. Flat out. Like, it even goes all the way up to Sakuraba versus yeah. the Gracies. But I think even the ties didn't get looking. Nah. <clears throat> Because the grappling heritage. Yeah, that's it. There's never been like a, a big thing made out of a Thai boxer versus a judo guy or anything. No, no, no. With boxing and judo and the yeah. South American boxers. I guess and South there was American a little bit wrestlers. of Thai boxing versus Kyokushin and karate for a while. Yeah, but not on like the stage of like Muhammad Ali versus the judo guy. No, no. So no that sort of no, thing no, where no, MMA exactly. has actually been yeah. like worldwide. No, totally, totally. So it's sort of been the Americas and Japan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, you were right at the first point, like it was always... Japan versus yeah. Brazil, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Back in all the, day. the Pride days. Or yeah. like Russia had a couple of good ones, yeah, but like it was always Japan yeah. and Brazil. Like I said, and the rivalry of Sakuraba and Gracie. Even pro wrestling. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And catch wrestling. Catch that, wrestling. That Luta Livre and yeah, shit. Yeah, Japan gave it its chance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very true. In November 1951, I founded Kokusai Pro Wrestling Association. After I came back from US doing pro wrestling matches, I did pro wrestling shows throughout Japan. In those days, Ricky Dozan also started a new organization called Japan Pro Wrestling Association. Yeah, boy. So mass media started to talk about Kimura versus Ricky Dozan match. Ooh. I met with Ricky Dozan and asked his opinion. He said, that is a good idea. We'll be able to build a fortune. Let's do it. Yeah, boy. The first bout was going to be a draw. So this is some fucking Logan Paul shit. Except it was pro wrestling. So yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> the winner of the second will be determined by the winner of a paper, scissors, stone match. Oh shit, this is proper fucking cocaine pro wrestling. After the second match. The commissioner's match. just sat there like to pay. Right, paper, scissors, right now. <laughs> <laughs> After the second match, we'll repeat this process. We came to an agreement on this condition. As for the content of the match, Ricky Dozan will let me throw him, and I'll let him strike me with a chop. We then rehearsed karate chop and throws. <laughs> However, once the bout started, Ricky Dozan became taken by greed for big money and fame. He lost his mind and became a madman. When I saw him raise his hand, I opened my arms to invite the chop. He delivered the chop not to my chest, but to my neck with full force. Little bitch. I fell to the mat. That's not what we practiced. He then kicked me. That's not what we practiced. Neck arteries are so vulnerable that it did not, no- it did not need to be Ricky Dozan to cause a knockdown. Yeah. A junior high school kid could inflict a knockdown this way. I could not forgive his treachery. Snake chop. That night, I received a phone call informing me that several Tenyakus were on their way to Tokyo to kill Ricky Dozan. Yeah, boy. In March 1955, I went to Mexico to do pro wrestling match. Eight months later, I went to France to teach judo during the daytime and do pro wrestling at night. I did the same in London. After spending one year in Paris and London, respectively, I went to Spain to teach judo and do pro wrestling. Stayed there for four months. I then went back to Paris to teach judo for one week. Then went back to Japan in January 1958. 
As soon as I arrived at Kumamoto Station, I was surprised to see 80 to 90 dressed up women all lined up. I wonder if any celebrity had arrived in town. My question was soon solved. Sugiyama, vice president of Cabaret Kamora, had lined up the hostesses before I left for Mexico. I had him manage the cabaret while working as the owner of the cabaret. So this dude's got his own yeah. cabaret in Japan and had a nice. dude run it. And then he turns, comes back home and all his cabaret ladies waiting for him. I was sick. <laughs> I contacted pro wrestling promoters in London, France, Germany and Brazil. Mr. Takio Yano in Brazil replied to me immediately. He was from Kumamoto Prefecture and was also a graduate of Chinsei Junior High. His old nice, fucking, yeah. yeah. Eight years senior to me. I decided to go to Brazil again. If you refuse to fight today, the angry audience will set fire on the arena. This arena got burnt to ash. I would make you accountable for the damage. The promoter glared at me. Don't be ridiculous, Yano quickly replied and continued. The doctor told him not to fight. He's in no condition uh, to fight. The match should, uh, should be postponed. What's going on here? Why has it jumped to this so much? I'd sprained my left knee when I demonstrated judo techniques in Rio. Oh. But the arena was already full and over 5,000 people were waiting outside the arena. The start time of the match had already passed. The audience were booing, so the promoter money is more important than my injury. Eventually, I and Yano were taken to a room where three black policemen were gathering. A small man then came out from behind the policemen and said to me, You are Japanese, aren't you, Mr. Kimura? <laughs> my father is also a Japanese. A while ago, a boxer became unable to show up for a fight due to an injury. The audience then got angry and set fire on the building. The building was burnt to ash. No one knows who set the fire. Fire. Moreover, the boxer got shot with a pistol on his way home. Oh, fuck. He got killed instantaneously. Nobody knows who shot him either. Mr. Kumura, you better show up for this fight. Even if you may lose, it is better than getting shot to death. So is this Irish mob or Yakuza? Uh, this is uh, Brazilians. Oh, right. Brazilians in, in Rio. He went back to Brazil, I'm guessing, to do pro wrestling. Yeah. And then he's about to go out for a fight, and he's injured himself while teaching judo, judo technique. Moonlighting, look, cunt. <laughs> he also <coughs> added that he was the... <coughs> he also added that he was the only Japanese in this town, and all the rest are um, nice guys. Oh. Oh, right. Yeah. That's well, the cops are black. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, Brazil. Now I had to make a decision. My opponent, Adima Santana, was a 25-year-old black man and was a boxing heavyweight champion. He was fourth down in judo and was a capoeira champion as well. Ooh. He was 183 centimetres and had a well-proportioned, impressive physique. His weight was close to 100 kg. Bahia, where the match took place, is a port city where black slaves were unloaded. The uh, slaves were forbidden sense. to carry a weapon. As a result, many martial arts were developed without them. I heard Vale Tudo is one such martial arts. No holds barred. Stretchy pants. In the south of Sao Paulo, pro wrestling is popular, but the farther one goes to the north, the most popular Valley Tudo becomes. Uh, the far, further one goes north, the more popular Valley Tudo becomes. Nice. Helio Gracie, whom I previously fought, was the champion in Valley Tudo, but Edema Santana challenged him the previous year, and after two hours and ten minutes, Helio got kicked in the ab abdomen and could not get up. Didn't know that. Ooh. And got knocked out. Thus, Edema had become the new champion. Nice. In Valetudo, no foul is allowed. One foul results in an immediate disqualification. No shoes are allowed. When the fighters are separated, they are not allowed to strike with a fist, and they have to use open hand strikes. But once they get in contact with each other, every type of strike is allowed, even oh, broad I didn't strikes. Know that. Yeah, even though the old Pancrase rules. That's it. Up all types. Contact. Of, yeah, I thought it was like full full, but no, mm. it's like open hand until you get mm. close, then you can close fist once you're grappling. Yeah. Fair, fair. 
All types of throws and joint locks are legal. The winner is decided when one of the fighters is KO'd or surrenders. Biting and hair pulling were illegal. Since bare knuckle punches are traded, taking direct two or three hits in the eye means the end of the fight. Yeah. I was told there have been many cases in which a fighter got hit in the eye with an elbow and the eyeball popped out from the socket by half Ooh. and got carried to the hospital by an ambulance. I've heard loads of them stories, but you never see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I never. It's true, actually. Therefore, there was always two ambulances at the entrance of the arena. I have no choice. I will fight, I said. And the promoter grinned, took out a form and told me to sign it. You know, translated the contents, which said, even if I die in this match, it is what I intended and I will not make anyone accountable for my death. Nice. That's pretty me, Masashi. Yeah, innit? I nodded and signed the form. On my way to the ring, someone raised his arm and waved at me. It was Helio Gracie. Nice. Whom I had not seen for several years. Who could get dropped with a body shot, let's not forget. (laughs) (laughs) Helio was at the radio broadcast seat. He was the commentator of the match. The gong rang. Adima and I circled the ring first. I lightly extended my fingers in a half-body posture and prepared for his kicks. Dima, also in a half-body posture, had tucked his chin, tightened his underarms as he would do in a boxing match. Once in a while, he delivered high kicks to my face. I blocked the kicks with my hands, because he's a karate man. Karate black! And returned a kick with my right leg. Oh, Dima doesn't know what he's messing with. Mm. He doesn't know he's messing with Masayama's sparring partner, oh, bruv. bruv. Fucking tree trunks coming at you like that. Dima started to deliver right and uh, left roundhouse kicks. I stepped back and dodged them, but suddenly I received a fire-like impact on my face. Oh. It was an open hand strike. Oh, he got bitch slapped. <laughs> he got fucking... On the back spin. He yeah. got fucking triple spin bitch slapped. He got, what's it, uh, stopped and slapped, bro. I no, this is even fancier. This is spinning <laughs> shit. I'd overlooked He's it. missed the spinning heel kick, and he? No, it's just a round kick. Oh, just right. Just like a normal round kick, and then came with the slap instead. Oh, okay. Yeah, sick. <laughs> Still 180s. When I got hit in the tempo... Uh, sorry. I had overlooked his hand motion, paying too much attention to his kicks, looking at his legs, and he slapped him. yeah. <laughs> When I got hit in the temple and the core of my head became a blur, left and right roundhouse kicks came. When I blocked his right kick with my left hand, a tremendous pain ran through from from the tip of my little finger to the back of my hand. I jammed the finger. I traded kicks with him. The entire audience was standing with excitement. Even in this situation, I was able to think clearly. While I was thinking, Edema is one level higher than I, both in kicks and open hand strikes. In order to win, I must take the fight to the ground. Another fast, uh, fast kick flew at my abdomen. I struck the kick down with left knife hand and jumped in to deliver a headbutt on his abdomen. Yeah, boy, <laughs> the diving sedan. Yes, bro. Got him, bro. Forehead to the chest. That'll stop your heart, bro. That's <laughs> a true karate move. That's why Ma- Masayama's book was banned. Oh, really? Because, because of that Yeah, they had like double headbutt. hands, like defibrillators to the chest and headbutts <laughs> to the neck and the like, heart and stuff. There was a while when I was doing MMA sparring, like when I at last was like, uh, Philip, stop doing it. When I was, in, I was going for it, and I was encouraging like, some of the young kids who had come up from the kids into the adult classes, proper boys now, good mm. lads. And I was turning to them, going, "Lads, you got to defibrillate people. That's when, <laughs> that's, that's when I know you're a real boy. You got to give them the old defib, mid sparring, <laughs> hit them with a defib, and then I'd hit them with it when they were doing the sparring. Like, bam, there you go, lads. See, it works. Just yeah. fucking hit them with the defib. <laughs> and then every so often, I'll be watching out and I hear Sam. I look over while I'm sparring, and they go. It's all of a deep myth. I'm like, yes, yes. ancient Chinese, bro. <laughs> you want to watch out because um, you'll reduce the luck. What do you call it? Fusion. If you both oh, go shit. for the defib at the same time, shit, you get it's the like fusion, the fusion the dance, and you you end up with one dude out of two. <laughs> um, so someone's parents gonna be pissed. Depends which one it looks the most like. That you send it home with. <laughs> well, no, these are these are these are like young guys who are now in the adult oh, classes yeah. and that. 
Still though, don't yeah. have fusion yet. No, I, they, I don't. They don't defib each other. Oh sweet, yeah. Just, you know what I mean. Just you bring in meat like fucking <laughs> samurais. You just got put like war, prisoners of war. <laughs> defib them for us, boys. I struck the kick down with a left knife hand and jumped in to deliver a headbutt on his abdomen with momentum that could penetrate through his body. That fucking ram. Cram! <laughs> Hit him with the Pachylophiosaurus. <laughs> yeah, boy, hit him with the Moses. This must have been an, had an effect on him. He covered his abdomen and stepped back while wobbling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always think about the double leg as well. Do you know the one where you go onto one knee? Power double. And you're meant to like go through them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just fucking put your ram yeah, head straight sure. down the solar plexus. Yeah, some, some people do do that. I wanted to get close to him and throw him. I was get trying to sniff their balls. <laughs> Mine never that effective. It's called ball sniffing now, actually. I wanted to get so people who grind the fight on the ground and that. Yeah. The other fight is called ball sniffers, isn't it? <laughs> I wanted to get close to him, throw him, get on top of him and use Niwaza. If I succeeded to do this, I would use elbow strikes and headbutts. Nice. Yes, bro. He wanted to gra- ground and pound him. Yeah, boy. Edema recovered from the damage and delivered a kick to my face again. I ducked the kick and jumped in for a clinch. I got in a tight clinch to prevent him from using knees, kicks, or elbow strikes. We traversed along the rope. All of a sudden, I received a head-cracking impact. I experienced a tremendous earring and got momentarily unconscious. I received a headbutt on my left temple. It was a headbutt from a side. I thought that all the headbutts would come from front. Yeah. I never knew a side headbutt. He's gone for the giraffe neck. Whoop-ham. Yeah. Hit him with the bendy neck. Ding. Yeah. And isn't it what? <laughs> like, like you snapped, you were about to tell him. Hey, listen to me. <laughs> Whole head roll. And that's pretty wild for, you know, karate man, judo man, so many Dan's, Kimura, to say the words, I never knew a side headbutt. Yeah, is there such a thing as a backwards headbutt? <laughs> My eyes were opened to a whole new 360 degrees of headbutts. <laughs> I cannot lose here. I must win even if I may die, I thought. Driven by this willpower, I tried to find a way to fight back. The referee then came in between to separate us. We were already covered with blood. The fight was brought back to the centre of the ring again. Adima threw a right open hand strike, caught the arm and attempted a nip on Sia. It seemed like I could score a clean throw. However, it was a miscalculation. We were both heavily covered with sweat as if a large amount of water had been poured onto our heads. Ah, uh, he just did the fucking Slipped. cable machine ab roll yeah. with his arm. Look. <laughs> 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 Moreover, he had no jacket on. There was no way such a technique could have worked under these conditions. Nogi. That's what I'm saying. He can't handle Nogi. Got to shoot a nice deep hook in there. His arm slipped through and my body rotated in the air once forward and landed on my back. I screwed up shouted in my mind but it was too late Demi immediately jumped at me if he got on my chest he could freely strike my no- eyes nose and chest with his elbows Ooh. I caught him in a body scissors I squeezed his body with full force fucking full guard him yeah boy hoping to um, sever his intestine <laughs> that used to be one of my ones if Just I ever got closed guard I'd try and put my knees together like fuck this guy getting anywhere near me yeah. <laughs> Demi crumbled momentarily but it did not surrender yeah, he's probably used to that from Gracie, bro. Yeah. Since the body scissors did not finish him, I realised that I was in a disadvantageous position. When I lifted my head, hundreds of stars flew out of my eyes. <laughs> Shooting lasers out his eyes. I took a straight punch between my nose and my eyes. It was an accurate, intense punch. The back of my head got slammed onto the mat. Oh, no. Moreover, an intense headbutt attacked my abdomen. Oh, No, shit. he's getting him back. <laughs> Sounds a good idea. Cram! <laughs> Felt like my organs would be torn into pieces. Once, twice, I hardened my abdominal muscles to withstand the impact and waited for the third attack. At the moment the third headbutt came, my right fist accurately caught Adima's face by counter. 
Nice. Yeah. She just left a, left a hand there and he had by it. That's how my dad always used to get me. Not a chest trap. It landed between his nose and eyes. Blood splattered. I'd already, uh, I'd also already been heavily covered with blood. The blood interfered with my vision. Kill him. Kill him, the devil in my mind screamed. Dima wobbled and stepped back, tried to run with the ropes on his back. I chased him throwing kicks and open hand strikes. Yeah, boy. He returned headbutts and elbow strikes, but neither of us was able to deliver a decisive strike. This could probably be found on YouTube, this scrap, bro. Yeah, boy. I wonder. Maybe we were both exhausted, or maybe the blood in our eyes prevented us from aiming clearly at the target. Is Our this the guy that fought June LaBelle as well? The big Baltudo champion? Oh, it might be. He's got like one name. means like Leopard or something. Capacara or something. No, Edema. Edema. Maybe. After all, the 40 minutes ran out. 40 minute fight too, bro. That's longer than any of the UFC chavis are doing. Yeah. And the match ended in a draw. It was my first Valetudo experience. That night, my face was badly swollen. I had a number of cuts on my face. Every time I breathed, an excruciating pain ran through my belly and I could not sleep. Ribs fucked. Yeah. In a costal muscle fact. I was fat. <laughs> just face hurts. Fat. <laughs> just completely fucking torn up. But here's a, a pretty fun thing. I received an injection from a doctor and cooled my belly with with a cold towel all night. <laughs> he got the fucking uh, what's it? Heroin. Yeah, get that opium on me, dear chubby. That is one. Uh, however, I learned a very important lesson in this fight. That is, one must never fear death. That's it. If I had not had the iron will to fight, despite the possibility of getting killed, his headbutts would have torn my intestines to pieces. That's it. Sometimes you've got to uh, hit him with a little Valsalva. <laughs> hit him fist in your armpit. Yeah. I rested for one week after this match and left Bahia for Sao Paulo. In Sao Paulo, a huge man named Gori Guerrero was waiting for me. Yes. He was 198 centimetres and 200 kilograms. Oh, shit, son. And had tight and super strong muscles. And fought like Eddie Guerrero. Oh, shit. One day, a judo fifth down who weighed about 120 kg tried to throw Gori Guerrero by Uchimata. Gori Guerrero then lifted up the judoka overhead at once. After this incident, oh. his reputation as a man of unparalleled strength spread throughout Brazil. The Russian defense, where they shoot their hips in and then they just pick <laughs> them up like in a suplex motion. I love how... Um, they kill judo with that. I think they had to change it because of the, I love the how Soviet style. <laughs> even still back in the day, people were doing that. I'll fight you in Abu Dhabi, bro. Yeah, you know true. I mean? yeah. And international waters and that. Yeah. There's no rules for boats. <laughs> There's box on this boat to the death. He always played the role of a heel in pro wrestling, but was well liked among the wrestlers as a gentle, nice guy. Mm. One day after I finished a pro wrestling match, Gori Guerrero came to see me. He said he fought many matches against Judoka from Japan, but when he dis... Uh, Deposited his weight on the judoka. As soon as the judoka tried to execute a throw, the judoka collapsed like a frog. Mm. And some of them got badly hurt to the lower back and got hospitalised. They weren't doing enough bunny hops, bro. That's it. He then said, I learned judo for about six years when I was a child. Oh, nice. I was taught that the essence of judo is that a small man can throw a big man. I want you to show me real judo. Ah, uh, yeah. I've never practised with such a big man. I spent two or three days thinking what techniques to use. One day when my pro wrestling match ended early, I and Guerrero stood at the centre of the ring. All the audience had gone home. The arena was empty. Oh, yes. That's gangster. That's cool as fuck. I, who am 170 centimetres, looked like a child hanging on an adult no matter how I moved and had no idea about where and how I should attempt a technique. Whenever he swung with me with his hands, I wobbled side to side. When he pulled me up, my feet were lifted up in the air. He attempted a sotagari with his right leg. I withstood the pressure with full force. 
was fortunate that he did not make the transition from Osotogari to Osoto Otoshi using his weight. Mm. He followed with Osotogari, Ogoshi, and Ashibarai. I let him attack and concentrated on defence. He must have thought he was gaining the ground. He came forward with the momentum. I measured the timing and initiated an Ipponsai. Ipponsai. No, Ipponsai His huge body was carried on my hip. He lost the centre of gravity, rolled forward, and fell on his back. As he tried to get up, I threw him three more times in a row. He finally made a gesture. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Where the fuck did I put He finally made a gesture of surrender and said, Thank you. Real judo is wonderful after all. Yeah, boy. He's like, I'm losing faith in judo. Can you whoop me? Can you just kick my <laughs> ass a little bit, please? Um, that, bruv, is the end of this expert excerpt of my judo. Nice. Yeah, bruv. How fucking dope is that? That's fucking really sick record, to be fair. Isn't it? And even just reading it, it's exciting. Yeah. So it's like Fighter in the Wind is the Masayama film. Yeah, those yeah, don't yeah. Know, that's like a similar story, but... Very similar. The karate side of it, in yeah. the same sort of time. Yeah. It's just as exciting as that. Isn't and it? And you're only reading it. He's like, yeah, and then I went to school and beat everyone in the schoolistic yeah, level. Yeah, it's very then true, Then I went to the actually. military, beat everyone in the military level. That is a sick film, Fighter in the Wind, and that was yeah. just... An in- in- reading that was just as enjoyable as yeah. watching that movie, wasn't it? And he was in air defence as well. Yeah. Which yeah. Masayama always wanted to be a um, pilot, didn't he? He did, that was his <laughs> thing, yeah. But fuck. he's Korean, so like, they, they, they sold him a dream. Yeah, that's it. Oh, fuck, that's wild. But yeah, how cool is that? And I love how it ends with him fighting the biggest man he ever fought, and then yeah. the big man being like, thank you for showing me true judo. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> he's like, you say a big man get thrown by a small man. I've never seen it. Plaf! Thank you for showing me. <laughs> and then when you're trying to get up, he's still tripping you. <laughs> and you don't speak the same language, so you can't say I quit. <laughs> he's just fucking rolling you up like washing. What a life, though, <laughs> bruv. Yeah, man. You that's know the, I, mean? I think that's the armor era. Yeah. Like the proper adventurers are all from then. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like Indiana Jones shit. Yeah, for sure. That World is War the time, isn't it? That is the Even time. the Cowboys, that era is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. The big old proper... That's also like... like branches. Big African game hunting, fat yeah. chavies, like going out in the savannah and like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Getting a lion spring home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old Mufasa quilts. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, man, Kimura was the absolute Donny, wasn't he? It was pretty fucking cool. Apart from the whole beating on dogs as a child. Well, that's because he had the dog in him. We've already. <laughs> it's like you're allowed to say it when you're when you are one. Yeah. He also didn't know. He was a child. He didn't know better. He but it didn't defend- help his flinch response, as I thought it would. No. Because then when he come up against that boxer, he was like, I was blinking more than I was fucking looking at him. Yeah, that's true. I got blinked up. And he he's not, and he was getting used to fucking dogs coming to his face, do you yeah, know what I mean? that's the whole point. And also he was just defending his brother's honour. Those dogs trashed yeah, his brother. Yeah, true. That, that was just his first like foray into war. Yeah. It wasn't part of his like cannon training. He didn't yeah. bring a dog with him on the road, did he? For no. Like, like he would elastics. No, that's it. It's very true. So at least then we can forgive him for that and say Kamora is definitely Yeah, that won. was just a personal one-on-one thing. Yeah. That was a one-time vendetta. Yeah. But if he'd have continued, he might have beat a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> or he should have been doing the sand pit properly because sm- that stops you flinching. And oh, what, trying to send up the sand into your face a bit. And yeah, that. like blast it so it yeah. just explodes straight up. But what a fucking... That's dope, man. And then travelling all around the world, judo in and pro wrestling. It is cool how the fight game's like that and has been forever. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're a circus act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, even it is, pro it wrestling, is. You, know, you get flown to all these different countries, you're working three times a week. Yeah. Four times a week, sometimes like crazy, but... I think they used to have, so you used to have like, like travelling circuses, which would have like judokas in them, mm. and they'd go around and be like, right, and this act is anyone in the full fucking audience want yeah. to have a go. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Who's that guy? 
I think that's what Mitsumi Maeda used to do. He was part of circuses doing judo. Yeah. I think that's what he was doing. Come have at it with this tiny little uh, Japanese dude, and he's going around South America just trun- trumping uh, fools, bro. And it's like the same with most of them. Like, Trouncing. You get good enough at the amateur version, really kill yourself, really do the hard work, yeah. just to move into a world where none of that matters. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Fake wrestling or exhibition boxing. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That's hilarious. You've just been doing a dance this whole time. <laughs> and I've forgotten how to count. You're good after 10. It's the first 10 that fuck for you. <laughs> Big up old Kimura, bruv. I think that was a long old episode from us as well. Yeah. I think it's going to come out two hours. So the last, the first half was one hour and 45 about. This yeah. is just about coming up 45 minutes. Almost a... We should release it with like some sort of instructional video about what all these throws are. Uh, like can... a little flashcard because we've just been like Niwaza Atashi Gary Gary Ashiwari <laughs> we sort of half know what we're on about half know like, <laughs> yeah. there's some of them where I was like no no chance yeah I'm like Taitoshi that means there's a foot involved uh, Taitoshi is Sinagi's um, a flip Taitoshi is just the simple standard collar and, collar and sleeve control trip oh right Tw- like inside trip In, no no outside like hip front oh right so what's the Sinagi then over the top Sienagi's over the top, the Ippon Sienagi. So it's like a Taitoshi where they go upside down. In the arm, over the shoulder. Oh, yeah. That's the Ippon Sienagi. Taitoshi was the... See, we should have done this at the start. Taitoshi is the um, collar and sleeve where you're like just stepping off and twisting your hip. And then the arms. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. like the steering wheel one. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I got that mixed up with... Is it Uchi? Uchi Mata, where you kick the legs through and do a roll. uh, Uchi Mata is very similar, but but you don't kick the legs. When you flip the hips, you go through. Yeah, in Thai, you don't... Um, kick yeah. the leg or anything like that yeah. Ogoshi then is similar but that you go under hook and across the back oh yeah yeah. but that's the so big that's... Like, heavyweight throw isn't it you yeah. can't really get them off the feet so if you, if you um, I always like to think of I'm um, probably some judo black belt's going to be no that's retarded but I always saw Taitoshi and Ogoshi no Ogoshi's way more hip actually Taitoshi's more leg and upper body yeah so like it's like a there. penetration point because it's all in the hips isn't it yeah, yeah, so yeah. either you fold them over your lower back, or you fold them over your upper thigh. Yeah, that's the, it's like, sort of like, that's it's the like only sort of real I think difference. the best way you said it was the steering wheel, but yeah. then also the leg trip as well. Yeah. yeah. So instead of putting it at the lower leg, go up higher on the hip. Yeah. I could show you, but that don't make for good podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 See that, guys? <laughs> that was Just done t- it. Show him the other one. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that one for you. <laughs> 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 But yeah, bro, Kimura. Happy birthday, Kimura. This Happy is coming birthday, out. Kimura. He shares a birthday. And also, was it, <laughs> it's a weird one. Go on. Trudeau. Yeah. You know, the Prime Minister of... Justin Trudeau. Yeah. yeah. His wife was born 10th of September 1948. Damn. That's an old bitch. That is an old bitch. That's an old bitch. That's a grandma in bitch. That is He's old like bitch. not much older than us. He's like just turned 40 recently. God damn. I think. Nah, I think he's older, cuz. Nah. Because he's like the young, fresh gay guy, isn't he? I mean, <laughs> closeted <laughs> gay guy. <laughs> uh, what was another birthday? Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky, yeah. yeah. And Shit. who's the um, uh, director, British one? Does all the snatch and all that. Guy Ritchie. He's got the same birthday as, uh, who is it? Big Daddy Kane. Nice. Same year, same day. Oh, yes. 10th of September. Yes. Pretty good one, That is gangster as fuck. And they all share a birthday with motherfucking Kimura. Isn't it? That's gangster. Yeah, they're the, they're like the big ones alike. Yeah. Not obviously the old lady. 
Man, Big Daddy dope. Kane and Guy Ritchie makes yeah, the Big birthday Daddy make Kane. more sense. Doesn't it? Big Daddy Kane, Guy Ritchie <laughs> and Kimura. Good fucking combo. That's a party too. Yeah. That's a dinner worth having, isn't it? Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Guy Ritchie would be straight on the film we're on about. <laughs> yeah, begging yeah. him, like, please, make it an anime. No, don't fucking do that, anime, fav. <laughs> <laughs> Big Daddy Kane, you're going to do the soundtrack? <laughs> yeah. I was walking down with my gee. <laughs> 